1: Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful riding, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com.
2: Surfa CBD, grown by surfers for surfers to help you maintenance your body after a lifetime of surfing. Follow us on Instagram at Surfa, S E R F A C B
1: D. Use promo code Late Night With Chalky at checkout for 20% off surfacbd.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. <laughs> our,
0: hallelujah. Our guests, two of them this week, are part of the Hurley family dynasty, pretty much adopted over here. He's, yeah. a, he's in the family yeah. with decades of experience. I think his nickname is Mark Hurley Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he they saw... An opportunity in the surf industry to launch a clothing brand that was originally a surfboarding, board building brand from 1980. International Pro Designs IPD. IPD. Yeah, you know me. Their mission was to re- <laughs> re- reignite surf culture through surfing by having fun, riding waves, and celebrating everything that made us fall in love with this sport and lifestyle. We welcome Bill, nickname? Bill, Bill, Bill. Yes. Bill. Hurley, yes. Bill. William, William. There you go. Bill Hurley. Yeah, good-looking, Hurley. Yeah, and you already, looking, yeah. <laughs> and you
2: already <laughs> introduced Mark. Yes, I'm, Mark. Simo. I'm Simo. I'm Mark. I'm Mark you Simo. can Sim. call me whatever. I'm good with Mark anything. and
0: Bill. Mark and Bill's adventure. Mark and Bill's <laughs>
2: excellent. <laughs> well actually, <laughs> actually it's more than that it's Mark and Bill and Seth, Seth. and Eric alright hey guys start this over the dammit <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of other guys and gals adventures too it's Dude. been pretty it's been pretty fun I I, I just kind of put two and two together obviously you guys are both from Huntington and so probably when you guys were growing up I bet that at some point in time you had a board with IPD on it at some yes, point in time I right
0: yeah. I did I rode for A39 a Saku yes. and uh Boards from him, and I know he was under the umbrella. Yeah, for well, sure. Bob,
1: yeah Bob taught him how to shape. Yeah,
3: it's pretty rad.
0: So really entertaining.
1: When I first started really getting into surfing, um, my friend Gus Buckner, you guys know Gus. I know the name. He got a board from, I think, Bobby Clean, but the board was actually um, Bobby Lockhart's, maybe, mm-hmm. but it was a green and black. It was green with was bodies rails, for sure. Hurley. <laughs> IPD. One, still to this day, it was like a double bump, like squash, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best boards I've ever. Twin fin? No, it was the thruster. Yeah.
2: Early eighties. Yeah. 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 It's funny how how many of um of those surfboards have kind of come out of the woodwork yeah. over the last couple of years. Yeah. People like they just kept on, they held on to it for some reason. And there's a lot of shops that I'll go into that yeah. like like uh. Mike Hisher from Wavelengths, oh, yeah. you He's know, he, he gave us a, a you know IPD board on yeah. loan to have at the station, and they're just there are a lot of them out there. They're pretty cool. Yeah,
3: uh, you guys know Phil Lockman, right? Yeah, yes. He came by the station and saw Phil! saw one of those boards, <laughs> and he wanted it really bad to ride in the contest, the retro contest. Oh, really? Yeah. Those those guys my, mom,
0: do. my mom has a lot
2: of the boards down there, but sure it, it was
3: Hisher, so we had to get Hisher's permission. But those those
2: boards are sick. And, and out of respect, it, oh. Mike Hisher, if you're listening to this, we did not let him ride. your No, no, no. He now.
3: didn't. He didn't ride it. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty rad because those boards stand the test of time. They really do. They're
2: good boards. Well,
1: like fashion and style, things yeah. come back around, yeah. right? Yeah. And here we are, like. Yeah. Well, now, now you got kind of shapes going back to what they were—a
0: little flatter, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, m- little you know, less volume, con- little less concave, more, you know, more volume. Mm-hmm. But I think Boxier now it really, yeah. like the fins are positioned. You know, gives it a lot. A yeah. lot more drive and you know a lot more. I'm doing hand fingers, you guys. I'm, yeah. It was
3: it was hard. He's like, ripping with yeah, his hands right it. it was hard for me because Bob was known for twin fins and the yeah. best guys, Bobby Bruchel, you know, all those guys were riding twin fins and Mark Mark ripping on it. Mark Carter, Chipper, yeah. like a, there was a bunch of them. Yeah. But uh, I could not ride a twin fin, and to this day I can't ride a twin fin. I take off and I track and I just whatever direction I'm pointing, that's the direction I yeah. go. And if I try and I can I can do a 4 fin a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, he was he was pretty well-known for have, the... Uh, have
1: you done the 2 Plus 1 setup yeah.
3: yet? Yeah, Bob was right the, the other day. that one for you or no? Yeah, like okay. like the Nubby? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: That's no. my go-to
2: Yeah, like those, those are good.
0: Yeah, for out here, that's yeah. it's perfect.
2: Yeah. It's, it's I good. actually... You wave
1: is a skate park.
2: Yeah. I got a, a twin fin last year from um, Mike Wu. you know Mike Wu? I don't know him, but he's, I know... He's, he's see all on those boards. Board. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was, it was kind of through Riz. I was over in Bali, and... And Mike was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to make you a board, just like I made Kelly." I'm like, "Well, it's good because it. I surfed just like Kelly, only, only different." But um, I remember my only first, different. my yeah, only super different. But my first wave on the twin fin it was um, it was at Karamas, and uh, oh as you guys know, it's like that's the easiest wave in the world to surf, right? Yeah. But man, it's I but 10, 10, 10. suck. I was really bad on a twin fin, and I like because I realized you don't have to turn hard; they just turn. And yeah. and after three decades of surfing the thruster, like you're sur- you're completely conditioned to a different way of surfing but yeah they're sure are fun once you kind of get it down a little bit yeah
1: especially like Lars it's perfect for Huntington Huntington especially because you know a lot of flat flat. flat. spots yeah Yeah. you got to generate your own speed yeah twin fins it's like yeah it's
2: the spirit of performance is what defines Acura and now it's electric introducing the ZDX Acura's most powerful SUV yet
4: The full story has never been told, so I'm gonna tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
1: Instant freaking. Zing, zing. You know, one of the
2: coolest things I think that we did at, not we, but our company, our old company, Hurley, long time ago, two decades ago, you guys remember the twin fin art show that we did i kind of do it was it was um joe mac kind yeah. of crafted it yeah and we got all these shapers uh from like kind of the that, that period area. yeah you know like sean stucey oh the echo beach so There was like an echo beach board in there yeah yeah, all, yeah. You know. but all these guys like those early 80s twin fins yeah and it was like a um, art show that we kind of toured around you know and had the i do remember playing. So It was that, was that was so cool it was good. just seeing all those twin fins because you know, back in that time, it was probably early 2000, maybe 2004, 2005. Twin kind of hadn't come back on the scene yet, yeah. so they, you know, they just look like a archaic thing. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty neat pieces of art. Well,
1: yeah. before we start, let's go back at the beginning yep. and uh, have you guys tell us where you grew where up, where you found the passion of surfing. Mm-hmm. Start with uh, Mr.
3: Bill William Hurley. Okay, I'll start with it with the the surf part. So we lived in Westminster yeah right inland yeah way inland westminster <laughs> eight mi- eight miles from the beach down beach boulevard riding your schwinn with your surfboard and uh a swim yeah so so i started surfing because bob had three friends they were a little older than me four years older and they started surfing right so i'm the little brother so you want to start surfing because your brother does right mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I had a friend down the street, Mookie. I had a girl that lived next door, Michelle, which a girl surfing back then was pretty, pretty unique. Pretty rare. Yeah yeah. 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 And then I had a friend, Davey Payne. So, we had four kids. So, we'd ride our bikes from Westminster with a little rickshaw with four boards on it that we built all the way to Bolsa Chica. You made your own rickshaw? Yeah. Yeah. And it was gnarly. Like, thinking about it is, is crazy. And that's a long way. Eight, so eight what, miles on a bike. Is tell us a long
1: what way. the rickshaw was well, made
3: of. Well, it was two back tires, right? And then it was just like two by fours, and then you just like I don't know how we did—we roped it or something to the neck of the bike.
1: Sick.
3: And we rolled it a couple times. On yeah, it sounds super safe. <laughs> yeah. Super yeah, he safe. had any bombs in so that thing? two by fours and, and, and two in.
1: rims, two back rims. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was cra- sick.
3: it was crazy. It was crazy. That actually happened. We did that. So um, yeah, so we 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 grew up surfing like that, you know. And then once we figured out how to drive and all that, then it, then it uh, it got a little better. I started surfing Huntington. I was twelve years old. Uh, we'd, you know, after Bolsa Chica, after we kind of learned how to surf, we'd, we'd go to the pier and, uh, we'd just stay there all day. Yeah. It,
1: how, how trippy is it, you know, going from Bolsa to a more like localized, legit. more legit spot, right? Because Bolsa, past- I mean, I think Bolsa was even better back then.
3: Well, we call it Tin Can Beach where yeah. we surfed. Yeah. There used to be a lot of tin cans <clears throat> on it and I guess yeah. they called it Tin Can Beach. But uh, a little yeah. back then, and then so you know, started surfing, surfing Huntington you know, on really bad boards, and then uh, you know, kind of evolved when Bob started shaping to better boards, and uh, you know, our our family moved from Westminster when I was in uh, uh, eighth grade. We moved from Westminster to Pico Rivera. Oh
1: shit! Not, not
3: the surf capital of the world. So oh, my dad lived in Huntington Park, and he needed to be closer to work. He couldn't do the drive anymore. So we moved. To traffic th-
1: wasn't that gnarly back then. Either. Oh, it was
3: so pico rivera was gnarly i was like a full yeah. outsider it was crazy did you and, uh, did
1: you like protest and say no dad
3: well yeah because we moved back to huntington two years later my parents knew that we couldn't yeah it's just we were surfing like wow you, you yeah. don't you know Downey's one thing pico rivera is like yeah. it's a whole, yeah. other, whole other level
0: yeah no eight mile bike rides yeah. like now you're talking like you
3: ain't going so there. what yeah. i would, would I, age. what i would do is i would take the rtd the rapid transit Thing, yeah. from Los Angeles, and then, I'd, and then I'd switch and get on the OCTD with my board, and I'd go stay at Bob's house, he lived on 5th Street. Well, Wait, lived, so he
1: moved, or he was yeah, old enough to move out?
3: Yeah, he was five years, four years older than me. Okay. So he lived, he lived on 8th and Olive for a long time, and then he lived on 5th Street, so I'd, you know, I'd go down and hang with him, and we'd surf, we'd surf the evening glass off. We, surf, we surfed at night a lot. I don't know, you guys are probably too young, maybe not, but the pier used to be a lot lower, the, the original pier, the woodland, Yeah. and the lights were really good, like fluorescent lights, so you could surf dark yeah and it's really neat surfing at night it's different it i don't know what it is it just gives you a little different vibe yeah so we we, i remember going to see movies at the surf theater yeah the surf theater yeah seeing a surf movie there and then going surfing was that street yeah
1: yeah
3: yeah that was that That was pretty bad the golden bear was there all that stuff but yeah so we grew up in huntington you know it was to think now that my parents let a 12 year old (laughs) take (laughs) the bus on his own yeah, and hang out in Huntington. Like Huntington was pretty gnarly back then. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Main Street wasn't the same. You know, the main yeah. Main Street wasn't the same. Main Street. A lot of stoners. Pacific and... surfboards. Like yeah,
0: yeah. There, there was like the the Hessian corner. You know, the freaking like the rock. There was all kinds of different cultures down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Like greasy. So, um, anyways, do you
1: remember like what your first boards were, or
3: my first board was this green board that had been broken in half. I think it was two boards so the bottom was one board the top was another that stuck out almost like a stinger like two inches on each side and it was painted with green latex
1: you're kidding yeah i don't
3: know where i got it two
1: two separate boards two separate boards
3: yeah yeah so that's what i don't think i've ever heard that that's what i thought yeah and And it it, weighed like 20 pounds yeah it was stupid yeah and then uh
1: we're killer though you guys know we didn't we didn't we didn't
3: have any money like to spend on you know wetsuits or whatever and so we got a beaver tail and that was
1: what did your dad do for a living
3: my dad was in sheet metal Okay. And actually, well, that's a different story. But me and Bob eventually got into sheet metal too. That was kind of the first
2: the first job that we did. Mm. But um, Bob should have stuck with sheet metal. he might have turned out to be something then.
1: Yeah. yeah. Boy, <laughs> did he take the wrong. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: so he was a brake operator and a sheet metal mechanic, and I ended up being a welder, and yeah, kind of kind of evolved. But uh, yeah, that's the extent of my surf career, and I I, I still surf. I love surfing. I surf. I don't know. Probably five times a week. I see. I see Lyndon out there surfing a lot.
1: Not that much. <laughs> once in a while. Does that guy work over there?
3: <laughs> once every. Whoa, 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 whoa. Once every three. I'm not to cut that three. part out. <laughs> yeah, I surfed a little this morning. You're I, working. I, I didn't see him out there, so that's good. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't surfing. I think okay. he might have got the second shift. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, hey, a lot of good times surfing when we were young. Did uh, you surf contests at all? I never. I, I never. I never surfed good enough yeah. to surf contests. I think I surfed a city contest one Sick. time and like 12-minute heats in the top, like, top six. Yeah, I think I didn't catch a wave. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just it just, wasn't for me, but yeah. Bill,
2: do you like to go right or do you like to go left? Mark, I like to go left <laughs> a lot. And even at
3: Surf Ranch, I like to go left. We
2: were in a heat at Surf Ranch, <laughs> Bill and I once, and he goes, hey, Mark, I'll give you all my rights if you give me your left. So I go, no problem, because I'm a regular foot. And I remember it was the very top, Peter King's kid, bunker, had the first wave and he fell on the takeoff and Bill was next up and he was literally the wave had been paling for ten seconds, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Bill's gonna get this one. It was I, it a right or left. It was a right. Okay. And I just sat and watched as Bill just watched it just roll right under him. And you know what people kill for waves on yeah. the surfing. Well he no, Well, no. it was a
1: missed wave. It was I a mean, missed wave was, it was yeah. Yeah. Well, he could have just gone. It was nope. open game. Here's and, the real
3: story. You got you guys have surfed there, right? Yeah yeah it's very nerve wracking. Like. yeah very you, you, they, they say hey you got 20 seconds they start doing the countdown you got to be a certain distance from the yeah. wall you got to paddle a certain way or you're not gonna catch it so I was pretty and
1: everybody has an opinion to tell you yeah. advice and you're hearing all these things yeah Stephanie Gilmore around.
3: gave me the best advice she was we went uh, there was a Hurley contest there so me and Bob were there and she was back and Bob introduced me or whatever and I go she knew I was gonna surf surf it you know so, so I said it he goes, I'll ask her, He go, hey, Stephanie, what's your best advice for me? She goes, the wall is your friend on the left. Stay close to the wall. And she was right. Yeah. I guess it's, I've never surfed a right there, but I, I think it, I think it's different on the right. Hey, I've only surfed four ways there. It's definitely a tricky,
0: more tricky backside, you know, like the yeah. way, you know, yeah. the, the angle is and the way you look yeah. at the approach. Sure. I mean, you watch guys surf it, it doesn't look like yeah. the guys that really know how to surf looks yeah. just as easy both ways, but... From experience, I'd
2: rather go frontside, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stephanie Gilmore gave you advice. I got advice from um, another world champion, Peter King. <laughs> uh, no, he, seriously, he goes... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Knows everything? He's pretty know, a pretty good surfer. No, he goes like this. He goes, hey, okay, Simpson. He goes, here's, here's okay. what you do. He goes, you're going to get on that wave, and you're going to try to rip, but don't rip. You know why? I'm like, why? He goes, because you don't rip. <laughs> and I go, okay. He goes, everybody thinks they rip, but they don't rip. Yeah. He goes... Go fast, make the wave. Make the and wave. And it was really, honestly, the best advice ever. I have
1: yeah. to post this video that I took of Larson yeah. uh, surfing yeah. at Surf Ranch because yeah. he's trying to rip. Yeah. And he rips, but he's trying to rip mm-hmm. at Surf Ranch. Yeah. And he keeps I'm falling. Yeah. He keeps you know falling and get caught behind. I, he yeah. keeps falling. I'm just like. Don't blow yeah, it! Don't do blow you do. it! You're trying too hard. You're trying to and every single time
2: he would fucking blow I, it. I still trip when I see people like average Go for to good surfers doing turns. Like don't yeah. you? Don't yeah. don't well you know, don't skip that. Back back. That
0: was the second time. First time it felt like I just went straight and waited for the barrel. So the second trip I was like, I want to freaking do some turns, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I did some turns, <laughs> and then you just get caught that one speck yeah. of water
4: behind, and then the second one, and then, second, one and then you can't get around. I'm yeah, like, yeah. no. Well, you don't want
2: to waste a wave. There, right? You don't yeah. want
1: to waste the wave. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's so. That's... My point was, Bill doesn't like to go rides, even at Surf Ranch. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what happened to that wave? I got it. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was uh, why he did that. Yeah. I got Have it. you I got missed it. a, good a wave
0: there? No. Has, I got it. I got, I got it. A, couple oh, wow. <laughs> a couple
1: times. A couple
0: times. You're talking about
1: me falling
0: on
2: a turn. They shut guy. your mouth when I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, how do you miss
3: a wave? Bro. It's pretty easy because of the, the stress that's involved. I yeah, Pat
2: told, Pat told me that. Um, I think Rabbit missed his first three waves. Whoa, Bartholomew?
1: Yes. Wow. And was just gutted. Oh, I yeah. think. Uh, um, sorry, Kelly Rose uh, Sorensen, but he did too. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the trip that we took him. Mm-hmm. On. Well, you called yourself out, so you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, well, he, he was gutted too. One of our
2: one time we were there, one of our friends uh, uh, took his son. Uh, Max Boyd, you know Max Boyd, and uh, Max was just gonna get one wave, okay, 11-year-old kid, and uh, paddled for it missed it, and so I felt bad for him, so I gave him one of my waves, and he paddled for it and missed it, and freaked out, cried, went in, dipped himself in a board bag, and Max, <laughs> Max, you remember that, buddy, if you're listening to this. I apologize for just outing you. But he's just himself in a poor bag. He was Dude. so bummed. Oh. I felt so bad for him. I think
1: I would be bummed, too, especially at that age. And and now you know, Max really... has been
2: back a couple times. He rips. He starts Ocean Beach. Yeah. Oh, so, okay.
1: so going back to William. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, your brother started shaping at how old? Pretty young. Pretty young?
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know the exact age. I would guess probably... And did that... I would say 20. Did
1: you want to start shaping too, or...?
3: He offered to teach... He used to shape in his garage on uh, Olive and 8th. Tiny little garage. Yeah. But, um... I hope I get my story. <laughs> He's probably listening to <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> I could not handle the dust. The, the, the foam dust? Okay. Like, on my fingers. Like, that feeling? I just... I just couldn't do it. it so, no, I never... On it? I never shaped. Okay. But he shaped me a lot of boards and a lot of... Great boards, and so up until he, you know, a few years back when he sort of retired from shaping, I always wrote his boards. Yeah, loved them, grew, yeah. up, grew up on them.
0: It was like there was a lot of shapers, probably more than there are today, like especially, back in the day, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like it was kind of more especially like HB, right? Yeah, definitely. And yeah. it's it seemed like it would it'd be hard to, to like sell your brand or your label or mm-hmm. your board because there's you know so many so little many. clicks. But I mean, if you rip like Bob or if you rip
3: like he just you know, he worked really hard. A lot of the guys really reasons. hard.
0: Yeah, I think
3: like, that helps. He was you know? he, I I don't mean no. He, I, he was he was shaping like I don't know so ten, did, 10 hours a day, and then at one point he had three little kids, and he lived on on federal, and he worked really hard. Really who hard.
1: did he um, like get taught by? Who did he? I don't know. Learn you don't know.
3: No,
0: I don't.
1: Because no. it's a uh, I mean one story that I heard when you know he started when people started asking for his boards, for Bob to shape boards, and then for him to create a label, uh, Pie, yeah, Pi, yeah. I guess, like, said, hey man, like, you know, I wanna carry your boards, and like, gave him a check, and he, said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Gave, he
2: gave him the opportunity, which is pretty, he, he
1: gave he gave him a check, and said,
2: to make me six boards of whatever you want.
1: Yeah, that was a cool story that I, yeah. I will never forget, and yeah. I also remember, Pi was saying, you know, like we talk about side hustles, and um, Bob was a, a shaper by day, and then they they cleaned homes at night or cleaned apartments at night or something. Yeah, him
3: and Shelly did, and he worked at the spaghetti factory for a yeah. little bit as a That's waiter, correct. and then uh, sheet metal with me. So, this is good to hear. You yeah, know, like everybody always, it's like, hard working. yeah,
0: wants to know, like, you know, how do you get ahead in life? And it's like, dude, you hustle, you put your head down. You yeah. work
2: sheet metal, yeah. spaghetti factory, <laughs> shape. Sell your company to Nike. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. What, Those what, are the, tenny, what's the ten easy steps. What's it yeah, just
1: what? It
0: does. No. Not only that, just have a really successful licensee of Billabong yeah. in America, and yeah. just be like, no, nah, I'm gonna start yeah. over. You forgot, <laughs> you forgot Billabong. <laughs> no,
3: that's a north. Wow. He forgot Billabong. Yeah. yeah he uh, wasn't. It's funny the the Billabong thing. Like when we when we transitioned uh, to Hurley. Like for Bob, it was not a big deal. Like he he's a risk taker. He just yeah. does what he thinks and he yep. goes for it. I'm I don't, li- don't li- want to keep jumping around here. Okay, yeah. but going back to to you as a youngster. <laughs> sorry, so I, I should
1: I need to shut up. <laughs> so Pico Rivera, then you moved back to Huntington, right? Moved back back
3: to Huntington. So went from El Rancho High School in Pico Rivera to Huntington Beach High.
1: What did sorry? Uh, what what did you do like after? What were you doing there? Were you in sports and
3: at El Rancho? Mm-hmm. I watched uh, gang fights. Uh, at lunchtime with golf clubs.
1: No fucking way. Yeah,
3: and I ran home from school <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was heavy. How, where did they get golf clubs? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody ha- that was just one fight, but some, where, where yeah. is, there's, no,
1: there's no, golf. Somebody oh, happened
3: God. to have one, and it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Like hey, mom there's and no dad, golf.
0: this is courses <laughs> <laughs> This isn't gonna end well if we stay here.
3: It was interesting though. They, El Rancho had an amazing football team, like yeah. best in class, CIF, and all that. And so at lunchtime in the quad, there'd be the football guys on one side and nobody messed with the football guys. And then there was the gang guys on the other side, and they would mess with everybody else, but not the football guys. Yeah. yeah. It was,
1: so Pico it was Rivera, bad. is it uh, Hispanics, Hispanics and... Well, when
3: I went there, it was, it was almost entirely Hispanic. Yeah. Like I would say 90%. Yeah. Yeah. A couple surfers. Really? Yeah. So I, you know, and and I and I I had some uh, uh, a couple friends that were football players too. So it all worked out good. But yeah, moving back to Huntington, going to Huntington for a year and a half, and then I graduated from
1: there. Yeah. Well, I I think um, you know I, I come from Long Beach and grew up in Long Beach, and my school was way diversified, way culturally, you know, universal. And yeah, I think that for me, it's like. I think that's a great way to grow up and, and kinda deal with uh, oh yeah those learned, crazy problems. Learned a ton. It was rad. But
0: oh, gang right. fights with golf <laughs> clubs. <laughs> that <laughs> is that was
3: heavy. Yeah. Did yeah. you play
1: sports at all or no? Um,
3: I we played sports when we were kids. We played Little League and we played uh, Pop Warner. Nice. And uh, Bob was better at sports than me. People probably don't know that about him, but he was a really good basketball player and a quarterback. White he can't jump, dude? Yeah, he played. <laughs> he, he played shortstop and pitcher. So he was he was he was really good. Wow. But yeah, I, I did a little bit of that. Played a little tennis, but nothing crazy. Mostly mostly surfing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so we'll stop there with you. We'll head on over to Sino.
2: Sino. Sino mate <laughs>
1: Well, I also come from
2: a super, super diverse, uh, ethnically different, um, really a dangerous neighborhood of the mean streets of Irvine. Irvine, uh, yeah, yeah, it was gnarly, you guys. Irvine, Irvine in the '80s was, oh, yeah, Woodbridge High School, baby. There golf clubs. So yeah, so you made fun of him for being from inland. I was even further inland, right? But I will say this, and I, I will dispute anybody that would like to argue this. I think for an inland town. Irvine has produced more good servers, myself notwithstanding, than any other Inland town. Name them. (laughs) Smirk. Smirk's from... Kevin Geis, Sean Hoyland,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of
2: guys from there. Who's the... Alan Alan Lopez.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. Steve Alt. Wow. You got... (laughs) Yeah. Mark Simpson. (laughs) Oh, that guy. Mike Um. Yeah, Schmirk actually lived one street over from us, and I used to get all of his hand-me-downs from okay. Stoozie's. Yeah, I used to ride his old stoosies and stuff. Okay. So in any case, but yeah. I also grew up at um, uh, El Morrow, Trailer Park, wow. nicest trailer trash in the world. Yeah, my, my grandma bought a place there in the early 60s. Nice. She was from, my, my dad, uh, he grew up in Burbank, and that the inland community there was buying like I don't know why, but they bought trailer a lot pressure. of trailers down in in El Morrow. Remember that place? Is, isn't yeah, it weird? It that that, was
1: insane. know. Yeah. it was unbelievable. It's weird how up and down the coast, the best places to live there's a trailer park. Um, yep. Yeah. Like community. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are. <laughs> you know, if you're like, able there's one see. right here. Yeah. yeah. And then there's one like. beach boulevard if you're able to buy Mm -hmm. land and and build a trailer park
0: that's that's a good business well it was it was awesome
2: so that's that's really the beach i grew up on um so because i was you know grew up in irvine but then i surfed newport all the time and i surfed a lot at el moro back then it was it was still uh, private Mm -hmm. beach actually and if you wanted to get in there you had to park up at scotchman's Cove, yeah. they call it, you know, yeah. and walk, you know, two miles down the beach or whatever. Killing the waves in there, too. It, get, Summertime. it Yeah, it can get good. I mean, it's usually pretty not good, but yeah. it, it has. surf in Newport? It, it has its day. 54th Street. Yeah, 54th in river, really. I mean, the how shot. did you get into surfing? Well, um, again, just kind of growing up at El Moro, I, you know, I just literally grew up in the ocean, you know, just body, you're on the beach all summer long, right? Yeah. And, um,
1: but there wasn't a lot of surfers in El Moro, was there? there were or were not? Were. Were there? There were. Yeah, there were. There
2: was a big, like, Stussy contingency. Mm. You know, like the North Laguna thing. You know, D- Doug Bunting, um, a guy named Ray Costa. You know, there's a lot of guys that lived in El Moro that surfed right out there. It, so. was,
0: a, it was a go-to spot in the, in the summer for, like, I mean good yeah. seven, eight months yeah. of the year. It's,
1: it's breaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And on hurricane it swells. It'll break out in the cove. And it gets, I don't know, I don't think it gets very good anymore. But there's still guys that surf it all the time.
1: Oh, there's heavy locals there. Yeah.
2: That's what I always heard. No, there, there, I right, bad there experience. That, yeah. It was never bad, I don't think. No, <laughs> it's. Well, there was one guy named Bill Hood that was really mean. And we were scared shitless of Bill Hood. And um, he was pissed all the time and grumpy. He lived in the canyon. Uh, yeah, he was scared. He was the only one that was scary. Otherwise, people were pretty friendly. But then again, I had a place in there, so I guess they had to be nice to me. Yeah.
1: So you in know.
0: Irvine, were you had any uh, schoolmates you were surfing with or just you'd go down to grandma's place
1: and then yeah no
2: i would surf with a bunch of guys from there we have steve alt i surf with a lot i don't know if you guys know steve but he's from Irvine. he surfed really really good sean hoyland um went to university but you know he surfed a lot and uh if we couldn't get a ride in we'd take the the bus the OCTD, in 65 i think Mm -hmm. it was Take the OCT on, uh, rode, rode bikes a couple times, you know, and then realized that's too far to ride bikes. Um, Hilly too, right? Yeah, kind of. But otherwise, it was just usually El Moro, yeah. or if we could get a lift down and, and surf surf Newport. My first board, um, pretty interesting story actually. It's uh, Russell surfboards, yeah. six, six Russell single fin, uh, <clears throat> shaped by Sean Stussy, back when, in the late seventies when he was he was uh, shaping for Russell. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough I, that board after I kind of grew out of it and on the other surfboards that became the board at El Mora that everybody learned on like so it went around to all my friends and it became cool. like everyone's first board and remember when the trailers caught on fire remember yeah that one that fire, the, the whole thing went up in flames well the board was under one of my friends trailers and I thought it was gone turns out he had pulled it out and put it in his truck the day before the fires for some weird reason so my board survived he gave it back to me about this time, I had moved to Northern California, so this is about 25 years ago, and the board was really beat up and it had been through a bunch of people, so I gave it to my friend Rick Dillon from Fat Cat Surf Shop in Fairfax to fix things. I go, Rick, I want you to fix this board. Make it watertight, because I want to teach my son to surf on it when wow. I have a kid. I had a one-year-old kid at the time, right? I gave Rick the board, completely forgot about it. No joke, 18 years later, he called me up and goes, Hey, Mark, it's it's Rick from Fat Cat. And I go, hey, what's up, Rick? And he goes, dude, you're, you're a hard guy to find. And I go, not really. I've had the same phone number 25 years. And he goes, well, your board's done. <laughs> I, swear, I swear to you. It was an 18-year-long ding repair that I'd forgotten about. And he said it just sat in the corner of his room and just haunting him. And so he goes, I had to finish it for you, Mark. That's And so I got, I got the board back, and I actually have that at my house. I actually rode it at Surf Ranch last year. Whoa. It sucked. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I blew it, is, is that the big repair it was three dollars eighteen years ago, and now it <laughs> it it's three hundred inflation. It's in the station right now, yeah. so you um, have it
1: at the station. That's yeah, pretty rad. Yeah, that's crazy.
2: yeah, it's really cool. And um, I, it's funny. I had that up on Instagram. I kind of told that story because I obviously like to talk a lot, and my Instagram gets pretty long too. People make fun of me, but um, Sean hit me up and goes, "Hey, is there a little uh, bamboo thing on the very back of the stringer, towards the back of different color wood?" And I go. Yep, because oh, okay, I shaped that board. That that was my thing back then. Sean to do. Stussy, yeah, wow, isn't that cool? That Instead of signing it because it was under somebody else's label, I guess he yeah. did a little. Yeah, he would he would put like this. I think this small like darker color part of the strayer or yeah. something like that. Pretty neat. Well wow. it is really Yeah, cool. so I still have that. It. It's pretty cool. I think so, it's a collector. Yeah,
1: and that yes. guy's inland, inland there too, right? Who, Sean? Yeah, uh, Garden Grove, right? I heard he's like yeah, Garden I th- Grove. I think Garden Grove,
2: but then Huntington, then Laguna, and yeah,
1: now. Montecito. yeah, and Kauai, yeah. <laughs> he's crushing it. He's crushing it. Montecito. by way of Kauai. Yeah, you know, he um, I, during uh, during COVID,
2: Sean shaped a lot of boards. I don't know if you guys know this or not. You know, but he doesn't do doesn't do like production runs, right? And yeah, basically, it only kind of shapes boards for friends and people he knows and and whatnot. But he the highest bidder. He was kind of locked in. You know, we were all kind of locked in, and so I guess he just kind of hammered out a ton of surfboards That's and cooler. I actually went up there to pick up a couple and there was literally probably a hundred boards just sitting there that were made for nobody wow and so uh about six months ago he had a, a kind of a, a yard sale at Doug Bunting's house and I remember and seeing it was those insane. posts yeah uh 50 boards thousand bucks a board they were gone in under an hour yeah I mean <laughs> they were sick
1: that guy yeah those are pieces heavy, of art for they're, sure they're, yeah. beautiful.
2: they're beautiful I'm sure you everybody
0: would, that could afford it, it would probably just go right in and there's a lot of people just want it for like yeah wall art yeah
1: i forget who told me um they said that they thought sean was a better like furniture builder than a shaper that's right yeah he i heard furniture. that from somebody i, remember, I forget i forget who told us that i remember yeah, that like he's, he's just he's pretty artistic he's pretty like good a at whatever he does and, yeah and um brett Coates. you guys know brett coates yeah big he he actually told us um, way back in the day, uh, Sean bought a parcel, right, mm-hmm. at the ranch. Yeah. And I guess he built a home, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. So he built a home for like, I don't even know, like a million something, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as it was done, somebody pulled up and said, I'll give you quadruple the amount of what you just... Because <sighs> it's probably spent. a beautiful craftsman. Yeah. And the guy... and. <laughs> sold it. Yeah. Like, what? Wow. Like, how, I mean, yeah. the guy's just got the Midas touch. Yeah. That's a, that was a good investment. But this show is not about Sean Stussy. No, Why not? Amazing. Okay. Yeah. amazing. Uh, okay.
2: So, yeah, so I just uh, went did to... you t- surf contests and stuff? I, I did. I, pre- I pretended like I was going to be good, and I was very middle of the pack. I surfed uh, NSSA. Wow. And um, you were good. At wow. I, well, no, no, no. I, I lost in the quarterfinals a lot at NSA um, I you made a couple finals, I think. Um, that's
1: uh, but that era though. There was a lot of good people.
2: Yeah, it was a lot. It was like the national team back then was like Woolcott and um, Chris Burke. Yeah, you know that kind of that era, right? Yeah. And the younger kids were like Booth and uh, David Eggers. You know, and I was never at that level at all. But I liked the contest, I like surfing, in them, and I yeah. be okay every once in a while. But I was not. It was. It was not to be. And I knew that. But of, that was
0: part of the right. surf, like growing up. You know, yeah, like yeah. there were so many contests, and that's where you wanted to go yeah. meet and surf different places up yeah. the coast and down the coast. And yeah. It I mean, was, it was, what was,
1: was super your fun? like surf shop that you liked to go to? Um,
2: again, because I was inland, there wasn't really a shop. You know, yeah. but I'd say the main one back then for me was Newport Surf and Sport. Mm. You know, back then when it was right across from where Russell is now, but also Russell surfboards, you know, it was that's where I got my first board, so I kinda have a special allegiance to that place. So yeah. so I kinda um did you went ever sponsor there. Uh, yeah i did i actually was sponsored by infinity surfboards Sick. yeah yeah well way done yeah no um uh, but th- when hey. they were out of san juan capistrano okay. so i used to also surf salt creek see being from inland you can really kind of rove around and surf at a lot of different places yeah right which i think was kind of beneficial you know was that your um, home
1: break kind of salt creek no, no no newport was newport, newport yeah. was
2: but i did surf salt creek a lot and um, I've always liked moving around a lot. I used to go down to surf northern Baja all the time. Yeah, Mark likes big waves. Too. I don't like big, big waves anymore. <laughs> yes, I don't. That's not true. So. That, that's hundred percent. Lyndon's never liked big I've waves. I've ridden so. a couple. <laughs> I've ridden a couple of big waves enough to know that I don't like big waves anymore. Yeah, especially yeah. now that I'm older. Amen. I did it. I survived. I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you kind of have to though, because, look, like I said, I moved to Northern California about twenty-five years ago, and so Ocean Beach became where I surf and. If you're going to surf up there, you kind of have to adapt and yeah. and do it, you know. But, you know, people have said, like, what's it like surfing up there? And I go, well, ever since I moved up, I've become a worse surfer, but a better paddler.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. And and I've dealt with really cold water and figured out that's gnarly, too. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a, guys, there's a lot I I of guys. There's a lot of guys. I, hate, I, I got, hate
1: cold waves. I get hurts <laughs> there. Yeah. Oceans, or, uh, Ocean Beach, it's so ominous. Yeah, there's a lot of It's... <laughs>
0: And it gets a big, really, big playing really field. Hey, so it you, would, you really, really you, good, but but it's so know.
1: like gnarly. Not you, all the time, but yeah, it gets really
2: gnarly. Yeah. You wouldn't know it by the amount of people out there now. It's 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 as crowded as Newport. Yeah. It's cr- it's pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Avery can surfing, chime in. Surfing
1: know. is so hot right
2: now, bro. Yeah. 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 Bunch of soft tops out there? No, I doubt so, it. No. So hey, it I do I mean, not true. Not true. I was at, out at middle of the beach last year on a proper double overhead day. And there was these three dudes sitting out there on wave storms. Not joking. Yeah. I don't know how they got outside. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't paddling for it's waves. Hard to They'd get not, out there. Oh god! I'd, I'd not especially for those out. guys. Yeah. Yeah, it took me half an hour to get out there, and these three guys that can't even surf are out there on wave storms. Yeah. It was amazing. But oh, it's that's pretty, great. It's pretty crazy.
1: So, did you, you were
2: sponsored by Infinity? Yeah, I just yeah, super low level. You know, I got. Did you get deep... a clothing sponsor? No, no too? clothing sponsor. What was your What was your first job? Um, my first job was. Uh, Please tell me paper route. Uh, well, no, okay. It was a paper route, yeah. Yes. Mine was. It was a paper route. <laughs> right out. here, okay. I delivered the Irvine World News. And okay. then, after I was done doing that, okay. I worked at a Mobile Oil Corp, a gas station, back it? when people, human be- when human beings used to full operate service. full service. Yeah. yeah. Sof- check your, check your, uh, uh, did, you did you wear a hat? Fresh? Uh, I don't think, I don't remember wearing a hat, but I do remember leaving two, pumps in the cars and having the car drive away no. <laughs> and getting it pulled out. Nobody oh, gets that. Yeah. Man. So I did that once and then one time I put, uh, this would be enough one time, <laughs> not for me. And then one time I filled up uh, a car, a diesel with unleaded. Cause I didn't even drive, oh, so I didn't know. Did, did they? Ouchy.
1: <laughs> how long, a full, full how ser- long did you get before
0: I <laughs> <laughs> They never shit can me, but the full, but the full service gas stations were a thing back then and they would oh, check yeah. your Fill it up. Oil, fill yeah. up your water. Uh, do, your your do your windows. Do your windows. It truly did, was full service. Yeah. Did they, did you get tips at all? Did people tip no. change? Nothing, no. right? People didn't tip back then? No. Because I oh, remember yeah. my parents going through it. I don't remember tip. I, I
1: think it would be nope. that maybe that would be a good. cool job if yeah, you're like making yeah. some extra scratch, right? Yeah. You're just dirty. It's so funny how there's so many jobs that are yeah. obsolete yeah. like yeah. that. Well, and uniforms. Yeah. I haven't been to uniform. Like, yeah. I have uni a
2: mobile uni with my name on it. Yeah, yeah. The patch. I'd give anything to have that I haven't been to Japan, Japan in quite a while, and I know you <laughs> guys have before. been
0: there, and it's like NASCAR. They come out in like a team wear in Japan. Japan. Oh, yeah. Everything's yeah. like that. Yeah. Like yeah. In Japan. Uniform. Yeah. And there's like six.
1: Everyone's employees. dressed to the hilt. It's yeah. cool. Just like to uh, impress and like like you know where the, the person working there. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. their, their getup is telling you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, 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 uh, yeah, Mobile Oil Corp. And then, um, yeah, I went on and graduated high school, went to college up in Northern California, went to San Jose State. Um, wow look at and, the big uh, brain on No, not a big brain. And, um, you know, I, for some reason, have always kind of had this northern instinct, you know, I'm not sure why, but I, I, a lot of people went to San Diego. I went the opposite direction. I knew yeah. there was good surf in, Santa Cruz, and I knew that San Jose State had journalism as a major, which was my major. So I go, I guess I'll go there. And um, so I went to school what, up there. What got
1: you into journalism.
2: I like, I, I still do like writing a lot. I never do it, but I love reading and writing. And um, what was yeah. your like career choice? Um, T-shirt salesman. <laughs> 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 no, I, I decided I wanted to make a little bit of money I know, but- so. Well, I mean, you I, go to college thinking I, well, you're going to get a career from Yeah, I thought, I, you know, I didn't know. You know, when you're a kid, you don't know. You, But I know I like writing, so I guess I'll go study that. What am I going to become? A writing teacher, a creative writer? Okay. You know, that's kind of, in college, I kind of realized, wait, I can't really make a lot of money with this. I didn't want to be a... Go down the news reporting side of journalism, you know, yeah, or be a teacher. Yeah, or, I mean, is that another option? Yeah, my parents wanted me to be a teacher, they were both teachers. Yeah, yeah. and I said, Dad, I, I can't live on $24,000 a year, which is, I think, what teachers were making back then. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, summer's surf. off
1: though, bro. I know, <laughs> I know. I gotta go
2: surf. You yeah, get Easter try. break off. I, ironically enough, one of my three sons actually is going to school right now, studying history. There's a TV show. And he, he wants my three sons. Sets. Yeah, my middle son. He um he wants to be a teacher, a history teacher in high school. Oh, nice. But uh, so it's pretty pretty rad. In any case, surf Santa Cruz a lot. Um, used to surf uh, Moss Landing a Ooh. lot, which was just a no great, sharks great, there, right? Great. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I heard there's no great sharks. Great wave. Um. A not, I probably shouldn't even say that out loud, but I don't surf there anymore. So yeah. sorry, guys. Um, I'd surf Onion Nuevo a lot back then. Whoa. too, which is really, really good. Yeah. Isn't that the sharkiest? Yeah, one? yeah both those. Yeah, places. but it's really shallow. I don't. I don't feel. Yeah, sharky. I don't right. feel shark. I don't feel sharky there because it's seriously so shallow. I feel it doesn't feel sharky. I don't know if that means anything. But I'm sure they're, they're there. there. If you don't feel it, then yeah, yeah. you're you're yeah. good. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> island right up there, on Nuevo Island, is a like a great white breeding ground. Yeah. And it's just two miles off. That should tell you something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um,
2: no. But I <laughs> when the we, get, I've seen, kind of get down. <laughs> I, I've seen. Actually, it was at Moss Landing. We saw um, a seal elephant just with a huge bite out of it. Yeah. It tasty. <laughs> and pal- Gosh. Wow. Not real smart.
1: The craziest story just sparked this memory. You guys probably know this dude. He, he was the CI rep. Witherspoon? Mike Witherspoon. Remember him? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But he I, I met him through Huntington Serpent Sport mm-hmm. and him and his buddy used to come in like before he was a rep. I don't know what he did, but <clears throat> they're from up north, right? Yeah. Something like Originally, that. Originally, yeah, East Bay. So okay. so they came in one day and you know, we're talking and they're buying like boards and stuff and I'm like, Yeah, where are you guys from? I go, Oh yeah, you know. Isn't that Sharky? He's like, and they kind of both like, you know, shook their heads, and they're like, they're like, yeah, we just had a, a crazy thing yeah. happen to us the other day, and I'm like, what happened? He's like, so they're all, you know, they suit up, booties, wetsuit, hood. They get their boards. They're on some like boulder rocks, right? And they're about to jump in, right? Timing the timing the Surge. shore break. Mm-hmm. And fucking, they're sitting on on the rocks ready to to jump in, and all of a sudden they hear this, they see this fucking seal, elephant seal, Mm -hmm. and it washed up on the shore, and it had huge gouges, fresh gouges out of the side of it. Like Mm -hmm. it was just, it was just, just bit. And they're like, So, no, sir. No sir. Hey, okay.
2: <laughs> see, along those lines, um, so, no, no, no. my no. oldest son, wow. Jack, and I, my, he he, uh, he graduated from Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, last year. Nice. And um, he and I were going surfing one day, and we were going to check this little spot kind of north of Cayucos, if you know where Cayucos is. Mm-hmm. And we are literally walk out to this little point, and we're looking out there. He had surfed it the day before with just one other guy, a little right-hander. And there's some kelp beds about 100 yards out, and we were just sitting there watching, and we literally saw... Uh, seal so get absolutely blown up right there wow. in the kelp beds and yeah. like it was not even questionable like that was a shark yeah we did not surf well I'm, yeah, I'm glad
3: there's no sharks in newport and huntington
0: hey you guys no, i think it's,
2: it's, a, it's a sharky down here right now i think okay.
1: yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wow. yeah oh
0: it's crowded okay cool i'm out there
1: oh there's only two guys uh, i don't know yeah. two or three years ago it seemed like everyone was posting like shark posts right, right? yeah yeah Especially at surfside.
0: Yeah. 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 Sketchy. yeah. It, it, it's all. It's just they commute. You know. Yeah. Up the Naftik coast yep. here, they come
2: and have their babies, and then they kind of hang out and get fat, and then they start moving down. But it's you know scary. An, an interesting story. I never. Um, I used to. Uh, again, I'm not a. I'm not a swimmer. But I. Do you know. You know Ryan Siriani from Roar. Yeah. Okay. So so Stu. He up
1: there. Yeah, he lives right?
2: up in Little, right yeah. by, right by me actually. Um, so he and I used to do the Alcatraz swim. Okay. what and and yeah where the ferry would take you out and you go to alcatraz and you hop off the ferry right there and you swim back in to um how
1: many miles aquatic
2: park it's like 1.2 miles it's not that bad
1: you're fucking. but we crazy. go uh they crazy currents.
2: Have and two, and they have two divisions they have they have uh skins or suits so we always just wear speedos and just hammered it out uh what people used to go hey there's sharks in the bay and and, there's no sharks in the bay like there was no sharks inside the bay it's only the ocean there's no reason to go in there and then uh one year a couple weeks before the swim i don't know if you guys remember this video footage but the the ferry actually has a camera on it and it was docked right where we would jump off and a, <laughs> and a shark came up and just absolutely blew up a seal, and it was on the camera. You could YouTube it right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not going to do that swim
1: anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah, it well. it. I'm go how, pass how, on that. How in the world did you think there there would be no sharks? <laughs> I, what, I mean, what, come what, on. What, dude. what motivated you to swim in 50 whatever degree <laughs> it's, water it's just one of
0: those,
2: across the bay? <laughs> it's one of those things. He's similar. No, it's one what? of those. It's fun. Nuts. It was fun. So. These guys, hey, one year, these guys thought we were going to drown. People literally thought that Ryan and I were going to drown because, you know, we're not swimmers, but we surf, and so we, our arms know what to do, and so we figure we could do it. And there's all these people, like, track leads. They're, yeah. eat, they're eating all the goo and stuff like that. And the funny thing is is that we gone out the night before, and we had kind of a big night at the old 2 a.m. club in Mill Valley, and we're a little bit rough around the edges, unfortunately. And so on the boats, they have uh, – there's a – there's a bar, right? And a little restaurant on these ferries. And even though it's six in the morning, seven in the morning and no one's drinking, like the bartender has to be on duty legally. Yeah. So Ryan goes, hey Mark, should we have a beer? Yeah. And I go, yeah, yeah. Hey, we, the we, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and so we sat there and we, we had a Budweiser, each of us, much like Dorothy, <laughs> right? Yes. And, um, and people were looking at us going, are, are you guys gonna make it? <laughs> we don't have any other choice. And, I, and ryan finished 27th out of 300 people not
1: really i he's a good athlete. think you guys are st- stupid <laughs> <laughs> crazy what
2: if i still did that i would be stupid
1: yeah. crazy gosh how many times did you do that uh three or four <laughs> <laughs> sounds fun
2: yeah fool me what
1: shame on me yeah oh.
2: even worse i put my kids through they two of them have done it too no yeah they're, they're, they're swimmers. They're like, they played water polo and stuff. and they're, you know, they'll, be right.
1: they'll be all right. So before we get to your industry mm-hmm. uh, experience, go back to Mr. William.
3: Okay, I just have one quick little story before that. <laughs> just because I was just thinking about it. So my first trip to the Mentwise. Yes. Both you guys were out on that trip. <laughs> I know. I don't know what year it was. but so 2011. It I is. was scared to death, right? Because it's a reef. I'd never surfed a reef before. I always surf easy sandbars, yeah. Huntington, Newport. So we go there, the adventure and everything. And so we end up at Lance's, of course. Best right in the world, but I don't care about rights. Was yeah. McGroeder your captain? McGroeder uh, was the captain. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we pull up there, and it's Jay. It's Brad Gerlach. It's oh. Pat O'Connell. Oh, it's exactly. that. You probably know who else was on there. That was there. That's yeah. your, you. were surfing macaroni's though. I think you were on that trip. That yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay.
0: I think you guys have been out there almost every time. <laughs> who else been out there? Who else was on that trip? Uh, it was Pat Gurr, Damian Hobgood, me, September Benji, Sessions, Sa- Benji yeah. Saxon.
3: Oh, yeah, Saxon. And, the, oh, uh, cool guys. The waves were... Jin, the Jin waves, waves were... They were perfect. I, yeah. It was... I mean, that place is always good, but it yeah. was three to five feet and the best waves I've ever seen in my life. And it was <laughs> watching you guys, like, tear it apart and then just, like, kind of dreaming, it was pretty neat. So, yeah, I mean, we got anyways. good
0: waves on that trip. Yeah. Like, really good. That's a fun wave on your yeah. back end, huh, oh. like, <laughs> the, no? I, I've been there before, and that was the first time I surfed HTS when it was, like, second reef and rolling into, like, double up double on up. the first. I'm and like, this, this is like a mini Chopu right here. It's like... Yeah it was a, like legit like swell crazy we got no can we rights it's... rifles
1: rifles yeah. yeah
0: scary for an That's, HP guy
3: as good as it gets
0: so
1: <laughs> that time that I saw you guys was the only time I've ever been right yeah. but how fucking funny was it that you guys were there <laughs> right the first time we went to macaroni's yeah. and it's funny I think Bob paddled out and I'm like, dude, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm, it, I'm here with you right now. And it was—I think I was talking to these
0: guys too about it. I'm like, dude,
1: Bob out
0: Every—I've been out there quite a few times, and Bob's out there every time. Yeah, Bob, I, I think we're not that day or so, Wednesday. We're so I,
1: I go, Bob. I go, so you've been here quite a bit, huh? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I go, how times. many times? And he starts counting it. And he's he like, uh he goes. I like, come here maybe like. Three or four times a year, so I've been coming here for. And he keeps thinking and thinking. I go, "Fuck you, dude." Well, I knew right right when the
0: Indies Three rolled up, I'm like, "Bob's probably on (laughs) that No joke. He (laughs) comes howling out, like, "Here goes, yeah, my booze." I'm like, "This is epic." Anyways,
3: you were you were ripping on that trip. I left it a really, couple things from that trip. Dude, sure. you're already on the
1: podcast. There's yeah. no need to. Hey, I know. Hey, hey, left, hey, limit, limit, listen up.
0: It,
3: yeah. it left a lasting impression. It was that, and it was Brad Gerlach on the plane, like holding court, doing a comedic routine. Oh my he gosh, was, he, he is was, so. I don't know him very good, but he was yeah. hilarious. As far as oh. Surfing's pretty. My, my is first
1: trip ever to Indonesia was with Lar, and you guys were filmed. They were filming Loose Change, and I remember. <laughs> Like, you know. What I'm, happened to I'm, your part, I'm, Lyndon? <laughs> <laughs> fine room, fine <laughs> room floor. <laughs> Mine too. So, I'm, it was like the day after we got there, and I'm literally we're walking some new spot that I think resolved just started surfing. Yeah. Right? And it's Conan, it's Shane, it's Gur it's Michonne, I mean, all the heavies. And I'm sitting there, you know. Amongst them, just like walking this remote beach, just going. Is it Bali? What? Yeah, I'm like, holy shit! I'm, I'm like, I'm here with these dudes. Yeah. And I sat on the beach and watched like yeah. everybody. Was that right hours. when they people started surfing Karamas?
0: I, I might have been Bali on. I thought Maybe Oh so. no! No, it wasn't Bali on. It oh, was. No. It was
1: like a right over like shallow reef, because Conan and Shane were Karamas. fucking like. Yeah doing crazy stuff. Was there stuff. a little, little river mount there? I can't remember mm. exactly, but we walked a little distance, Yeah. but it was a right, yeah. and um, like nobody, like Riz said he's just kind of found it or something. Yeah, like wow. it,
0: it was probably Karamas. It was Karamas. Yeah. He's, he's it Karamas. wasn't Karamas. No. no, it was not. But no. there was a spot up the coast. It might have been somewhere that, near that, that. That was like, because we did Surf, and then we kept telling Riz, like, hey, like, you could just see white water as coast like curves, and we're like, "What's down there?" And we're like, I don't know. No joke. The next trip, I come back, and you know, yeah, you know, resolves like asking rice paddy, you know, like men, you know, like, "Hey, how do I get to the beach?" Because you have to like <laughs> zigzag, and yeah, he found he found the
1: wave, and, yeah. you know. Anyways, that's his history. So, Dr. William, yes, yeah, you, uh, you worked sheet metal with your dad.
3: Sheet metal. I worked at uh, Wayne Brown. Uh, do you guys remember Wayne Brown skateboards and surfboards? Yes. Wayne Brown kind of had a thing with skateboards for the Japanese market. He made a bazillion of them. So he had this little factory off of Pomona and Costa Mesa. So I was the guy that cut out the panels. There was like these kick top tables. They're probably like four by four and you'd lay out all the the glass right? The the thin glass, the mat and whatever. So I'd go in at night cut it all laid up for the laminators and uh those guys made a lot of money, or I thought they made a lot of money. Back then, it was. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you this story, but I'll tell you this story. I haven't told, I haven't told it very much because it's embarrassing. So, uh, Tom Ballister was one of the guys that laid up. I don't know if you guys know Tom. Yeah. But he was crushing it. Like he, those guys were making a lot of money. Because like, they get
0: paid on the unit, like you yeah, know, just freaking yeah they, yeah, they
3: were getting. I don't even know how much back then, but it was a lot of money. And I was making like five bucks an hour for cutting out the panels. So one night I go there and I'm cutting them out and I'm thinking. Man, How hard could it be couldn't be that hard to laminate that stuff right like i'm gonna try it so i cut them all out i laminate one i i put way too much catalyst probably like five times as much catalyst as you're supposed to put the thing starts and it's like it's as thick as a skateboard so it's three-eighths of an inch thick right on a four by four panel and the thing just starts going off smoking and and all that stuff and i'm like so I, I stayed there and I waited until it cooled down. I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with this thing? If these guys see this thing, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's over. So I had a 72 Volkswagen Beetle. So the hood popped up in the yeah. front. So I got it in the front of the Beetle, tied it down, and drove it around to the industrial parks until I found a uh, dumpster that was big enough to put it in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get I'm rid of the, the evidence? Yeah. yeah.
3: Bury <laughs> that thing. I put it in. I drove back. I laid up that panel again and mm-hmm. nobody ever knew. <laughs> until now, yeah. yeah. Until now, <laughs> Baxter here?
0: I think you're. Uh, what do you call it when you're out of? Uh, it's it's been too too many. Oh years. yeah, statue.
1: Statue statu- statu-
2: statu-
1: yeah. statu- of your statue. of Yeah, you're good. statutory rape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyways, nice. that was, a that, was like, panel.
3: that was one other little job I had, other than a paper boy. Like, yeah, I was a paperboy, of course, but
1: yeah. So the Japanese were already on the scene back then.
3: Well, well, he was doing a. It was a kick tail. It was a fiberglass kicktail skateboard, and I don't know how many he sold, but he sold hundreds of thousands of them. Wow. It was uh, a giant, a giant thing, hmm. yeah, and he was he was kind of crushing it, so I had that job for about a year.
1: How did How did um, you lo- get into that job? Uh,
3: Bob knew Wayne. I knew Wayne from Wayne Brown, and they were just looking for a kid to go in there and, and cut out the panels, and I'm like, yeah. I, I mean,
1: could, what a good job. It's at night, do right? You're, yeah. So was, you could
3: surf all day and do whatever. And yeah, then... it, was, it was super easy. We, did you... And it was cash.
1: Cash.
0: Yeah. yeah. We talked about jobs. Table. table. What's
3: that? Cash. <laughs> like ideal surf jobs,
0: you know, so you could like, you know, mm-hmm. work or surf during the day and then pick up a, an mm-hmm. you know, afternoon or evening, you know, job I think, somewhere. I think a lot
3: of us started out doing that. Like Bob started out gluing blanks at Winensee, you know, in mm-hmm. the little shack that was behind Win, Winensee yeah. surfboards. Mm-hmm. I think all of us kind of, I'm sure you guys did, started yeah, out I, doing something like that.
0: that We're stomping grounds. We'd hang out. I didn't work doing that but yeah just all the shops downtown where'd you guys hang at? on main and like where was the hotspot? well I, shaping in a garage or
3: uh, i used to hang out at win and see because bob worked there yeah so but i you know I, i'd aspire to hang out at infinity where dwight worked but yeah. never, that was kind of cooler so i didn't really make make it down there but yeah white done double d <laughs> yeah so i've been working with dwight for a long time uh I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Thirty plus years. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Dwight's amazing. We used to unload trucks together in the Billabong days. Like, yeah. we go that far back, you know, and then yeah. we work together all these years, and it's really cool because now uh, Dwight's working with. He's a he's a, an investor, and he's also working with us at uh, at IPD. Yeah. which is pretty rad, and he loves it. Dude, yeah. it's
1: crazy. You know, we've known Dwight for we've known you guys for a long time, but I've never and I see everybody surf right. But I never saw Dwight Dunn surf ever until, like, now. Well, he took, well, what, 10, 12 years off yeah, or something crazy? longer.
3: So he, So when I was a kid, Dwight's a little older than me, a few years. And he was, like... He's a pro. He was the guy on, yeah. Yeah, on Northside. Like, it was Dwight Dunn. Like, yeah. he, he was the guy. He got shot
1: in the mags. Yeah, he yeah. got, like...
3: And then, so, he, you know, he worked all those years. He was grinding. And then, uh, you know, once, once uh, the Hurley thing kind of, you know, uh, went away... You know he just he started exercising and I mean you've seen him he's yeah. totally fit and he's surfing again and it's it's so fun and it's so rad to see him and it's especially I mean he works in our warehouse he loves it yeah yeah absolutely loves it he goes there every day and, and powers it out yeah and it's not for money he's not getting any money he yeah just, he just loves it yeah keep it's pretty keep busy
0: yeah it's
1: cool it's fun it Keeps the awesome. awesome he's awesome but the show's not about Dwight Dunn. Um, no yeah show he's show. already been um, on the show
0: for 30 hours awesome. yeah
1: so cool. So That's weird. weird that Dwight would have enough to talk about for three hours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all, we thought,
2: all we talked about is, like, thread counting, and my, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. toed you know, ink, one of one.
2: That guy knows more about T-shirts than pretty much anybody.
1: What do you yeah. So well? I,
3: I, yeah, I tell this people this story. So we worked with Nike for a few years, right? And they make a few T-shirts, oh, yeah. you know. And, uh, oh, Dwight knows more about T-shirts than anybody I ever met at Nike, by a mile. Yeah. Like, not even, not even close. He could lap them. Which is pretty interesting because it's Nike, right? So 40 billion. They
2: actually, I think, went to you guys, Bill and and Dwight, to help build their t shirts. Yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy to think about.
3: Mark Parker Parker really liked what we were doing with t shirts, right? So he reached out, I think it was to Roger or Bob, and said, hey, I'd really like to get a crew up here to kind of give us a little presentation. So we did, which was pretty rad because we're this tiny little $100 million business and, you know. Talking, talking, to the big guys, but it was fun, yeah.
1: So, so go back to you working your way up. So, what happened after Wayne Brown and like? Because your your brother was shaping quite a bit, right? right? And then the Billabong thing was that? Were you guys in high school or not? Not you guys, but were you in high school when that happened? Or Re- was that
3: early twenties? Okay. Billabong. So. Um, so I was an investor in Bob's company, which was Billy International, right? And that was doing business as Billabong, right? Yeah. So he imported all those shorts, and you know, it was just going to kind of be for his store, and then people wanted them, so it you just know, started blowing up. Yeah, all the surf shops wanted them, so it kind of turned into a thing. So Dwight started working on a little earlier on than I did, but there was Micah, Joe, Dwight, and there, you know, a few people. So um,
1: there's a, a couple of things that popped in my head. Now, did Chippa? Chip Roland, mm-hmm. so is he part of like the introduction? Or? Yeah,
3: Chipper Chipper did. Uh, he had a, a brand called Chippa Slipper. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And he, he was kind of crushing. He was doing pretty good, but he was an investor in uh, Billy International as well. Mm. And uh, he also was our West Coast sales rep for in, her in the, for Billabong for Billabong in for the early him. days. Yeah, he was crushing it. Yeah, just I mean that was back in the heyday. You know, yeah, back in the heyday of being a rep.
1: So know? can we go back to yeah. so. You get your brother had a shop in Costa Mesa, right? Right. Yeah, over by. he couldn't get Quicksilver. Yeah. Is that what it, it was, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's right over by where IPD is now. Okay. Like we're on we're on 17th and Placentia, and you could throw a rock to where he started shaping surfboards. So he lived on Federal Street, which was close by, kind of right by where the Hurley headquarters were, and uh, he had the, a shaping room. But he also had a, like a little retail thing in front of the shaping room where yeah. he just sold, you know t-shirts or hats, yeah. or whatever. And he really Stock wanted...
0: Stock boards and stuff, too. Yeah. But yeah, like that's a typical surf shop back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but it was tiny. It was more of a
3: shaping room of, than it was a surf yeah. shop.
1: I went to that You did? Yeah.
3: And he had this girl, Helen, that used to help him. I don't know if you guys remember Helen.
1: Did Lytle sh- shape out of there, too? I don't know.
3: He probably did. Yeah. I mean, all those guys, they kind of helped each other. Yeah. You know,
1: like that. Because I remember seeing the first Billabong poster to me. And... I remember him shaping, you know, and he had a Billabong tank top on and some clam diggers. <laughs> the, the classic picture of
3: him—I don't know if you guys have seen it. He's got this uh, Dodge truck that's kind of what color? Maroon Dodge yeah, truck yeah. with like a camper shell on it, and he's got like uh, what are the shoes that he was wearing? Topsiders. Yeah, he's got, top, top- he's got topsiders with gym, gym socks yep. on, like with the stripes and shorts, and he's just unloading blanks, just like out this of the classic picture, of the truck, just mowing it. That's really and, uh, cool. That's kind of my memory of him yeah. early on. That was cool. Yeah.
1: So, um, not to talk too much about Bob, but, you know, it's really interesting. So, so he gets Billabong, right? Just to carry in the store. Right. But then other people wanted it.
3: Yeah, Gordon made us buy, like, I forget what it was. Gordon had his own factories in Australia. He made everything. Hmm. Board shorts, t-shirts, jackets, everything in between.
2: was so, it 3,000 board shorts?
3: Yeah, it was some three or four thousand or yeah. sure. It was so, a lot. So
0: G, Bob reached out to a handful of dudes to, to raise some money to. to
3: yeah, family and friends, friends, and like I have a friend today that actually didn't do it. He's kind of bummed. Yeah, <laughs> but so it was. Uh, it was five grand. I almost bought cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, I almost bought Bitcoin in 2012. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed
2: I didn't.
3: <laughs> uh, just a little bit. It yeah. was it was five thousand dollars for four point five five percent of the company. Yeah. Back then, that's kind of what it what it worked out to. So. You know, fast forward a lot of years, you know, it's pretty darn good investment. But when yeah. it was for me, I think I was 19 years old. That was my life. 5,000 was my life savings. So yeah. We knew nothing about apparel, but it was my brother. So it's like, psh, and surfing, why not? I didn't even know anything about Billabong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you Which, weren't <laughs> even thinking about making like, oh, no. this, I'm going to be rich. You're just thinking about this is going to continue on what we love to do. And my yeah, brother yeah, knows what he's yeah. doing. He's connected. Like, it's he just kind of no Quicksilver, right? Yeah. Like, it's and, the, it's the
3: culture. And I was still working at sheet metal at that time, uh, and I was gonna—I was actually gonna buy the company that I was working for. It was what? kind of in in motion. And then one day I was sitting there and I'm thinking, man, I don't really like this business. Like people can get hurt. It's noisy. It's cold. It's greasy. It's loud. It's just I just didn't want to do it. So what I,
1: were you guys manufacturing? Like
3: anything from like computer chassis. It wasn't construction stuff. It was precision sheet metal. Mm-hmm. You know, the the tolerance was plus or minus five thousandths of an inch, which is. Uh, a piece of paper is about three thousandths of an inch, so the tolerance is pretty tight. Yeah. It was fun seeing stuff made from sheet metal to actually a finished part. I like that part of it. Yeah. yeah. But there was a lot of chances for people to. There's no glamour hurt. for that. No, there's big machines. Yeah. It just wasn't that good. So I'm. So I'm you s- were gonna buy it? Yeah. At 19? Yeah, I was 19 or 20. Wow. Yeah, me and another guy that worked there, we're gonna we're gonna take it over, and uh, and it was a successful business it's still around today. It's called R&D. R D sheet metal there in Huntington Beach wow. but um yeah What's so
1: entrepreneur, entrepreneurs
0: in the early I don't know there's, yeah, there's a couple like, of like sheet metal fabricators I know and they're they're pretty well off it's yeah. a good business it's a really good business
3: yeah. although now they're doing 3d printers and stuff so like a yeah. lot of the prototypes we did back then I think you could just 3d print them like, yeah. I don't think you have to make them from scratch because that's kind of a that's kind of a process yeah so anyways I I call Bob and I go hey I, I don't really want to do this. I, is there anything for me at Billabong? And back then, it was there was nothing. You know, we weren't making our own stuff or anything. We we're just kind of importing a few things. And yeah. He goes, well, he goes, we're just starting to make stuff. He goes, he goes, ah, yeah, yeah, I can hire you, but it's I can't pay you what you're making. There's no gas card. There's no this. There's no that. And then I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> so I, t- I had two little kids. I started. I took a big pay cut and started working. Uh, actually for Dwight. Dwight was in charge of quality because we were now making stuff domestically in Orange County in LA and uh, he had we had some girls that trimmed, trimmed the garments and uh, so I was managing them. That was my first job. And, uh,
1: so crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It's awesome to hear like how not a shit show but it's like such a, a piece together company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and not knowing what, hey, Yeah. You can come on yeah just i don't know what we're gonna do there, there was nothing with really? you and, and pay, you know i don't know how we're gonna pay you but
0: yeah come on board it's kind of yeah figure it out as you go but i mean if if you're putting out something that has demand you know you, you start you know you start figuring it out like yeah it's quick, it's you know demand
3: so, was never was never the problem you know so we were we were importing stuff from from gordon and then we're like Gosh, we should just make this stuff here. Like why not? Because yeah. Orange County in LA had a full supply chain yeah. for, for manufacturing apparel. And uh, so we set up a team, you know, I mean and at one point I think we had fifteen people. You know, we had two people going up every day doing Q and A. Can I can I go back? Yep. So
1: you're selling stuff just out of your store, right? Out of yep. the shaping room yep. retail. Now, did did he tell you like wow man, like people love this stuff and i'm getting hit up by other stores shops and and that's what was happening yeah you
3: could just tell there was there was an energy there you know and
1: now was he like advertising it or like not really it was it was you know they did those what year was that like 86 i mean they're probably advertising in 84 84? yeah 84 like you know what i mean like what surfing was popular but there's quicksilver there's surfing magazine, or yeah, but the, the thing that was thing. unique
3: was was Gordon was doing these things called doggers. They were board shorts that were like almost like capris. They were crazy. Like you look at them now, you're like, who would yeah. ever buy those or wear them? And they're bright prints and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just it was different. Yeah. And Quicksilver was doing those really short short, you know, and it was the op thing. Yeah, it was just the perfect perfect time.
2: Well, you know what else? happened in 84 was Mark Alcalupo. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, I think that's kind of when he hit the scene. Kind of crushed th- it. I think that yeah. was a pretty, he was, you know, for a while there. Just a... Do you guys remember the floral Blend board shorts?
1: Sort of. They're oh, just, the fluorescent? Like yeah, there's yeah, yeah, open yeah.
3: screen fluorescent. Yes. We did We did a lot of those shorts, all yeah, the sure. And we actually printed them up at a place called Raul's in Santa Barbara. And me and Dwight would go up there and, you know, bring the rolls back and
0: but you know australia i mean they were they were on top of the surf game you know yeah. and it was a brand that obviously like you mentioned mark Okalupo was coming on in the scenes and yeah. he was that you know he was the tom curran you know kind of yeah. superstar of yeah. australia i'm sure they're advertising you know in the, in surfing or surfer yeah. you know at the time but
1: but you know what i mean like yeah a new, but the, a brand new brand but the,
0: for for gordon merchant to just go to like you know Bob and not knowing like, hey, these, you know,
1: yeah, who? How are you guys gonna run this? Like, I mean, that's <laughs> because Bob kind of had a name for himself uh, because of uh, he started shaping hot stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So that he
3: Gordon uh, knew who he was, yeah. And when they when they met, there was some there was a good energy, and uh, but yeah, today in today. That would never happen. Right. Like some big guy that's super successful going to some tiny guy that doesn't have any infrastructure. Yeah. Different time back then. Yeah. I'm going to give you a chance. Yeah. But but the demand for the brand was so strong that it... And we kind of just kept going and filled it all in. It's so crazy. Yeah.
0: And and so you kind of helped run production and ran, you know, like... What do I, What was your like your guys's day to day?
3: Yeah, so we we'd go up to LA all day. Pick and up you know, we fabrics, sit, we samples. Yeah, so we so for a while there, I bought the fabric. That was my job. Okay, and it was pretty neat. I bought from this company in uh, Hong Kong called uh, Tai Tung Hing key Textile. Whew. And, uh, <laughs> Tongue twister. I, I bought like it's weird looking at numbers today, even with Hurley when we were kind of crushing it. Yeah, like, the yardage that I was buying far exceeded anything we did at Hurley. Shut I am up, a bubble cord. Pigment bubble cord and pigment eight whale cord. Bad dog. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of yards. Bad dog. It was crazy. So yeah, size forty
2: four. Yeah, no, <laughs> can't do
3: forty
0: fours. A, a lot, of big uh, silhouettes, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah skis right.
3: and a lot of yardage. Dude. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: true.
3: Kind of, kind of crushed it.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I trip out on on how it was so like you guys didn't have any. Garmento... Zero. Zero. No, no experience. yeah no. Well, we had... Brother... People, but Jim you had the court.
0: relationships and you had the name and you had the, you know, the, the crew, you know? Well, people that were willing to
3: learn. We had uh, yeah. Joe Canercio. I don't know if you guys know Joe K Oh, yeah. He was a partner in the beginning, but... And he was a teacher, but he was... Uh, he learned everything he needed to learn and he had a couple mentors that helped him a lot. This guy Harold from Bongo Jeans kind of took him under his wing and, you know, we just... We just did it. We figured it out. Yeah. But, but the demand wasn't the problem. So when the demand's there, you can figure all that stuff out. Yeah. When demand's not there, then it's a whole different can of worms. Because, yeah. you know?
1: I mean, to imagine, like, Billabong was so long ago, like, and that was your, your guys' first business venture. Yeah. But that growth and, and how the heights you got that brand... It's fucking incredible. incredible. For sure. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, like, and and what Bilbao means to us, like, mm-hmm. that was an insane brand. Yeah, yeah. with with uh, the videos, pump. Oh yeah, the, the green videos. iguana. Dude, everything. Uh, I mean, so my, much energy!
0: I couldn't wait to go get a, a peak wetsuit because you know, <laughs> of mark <laughs> off. Yeah, it yeah, rashed the hell out of me, but yeah. I, and it's super colorful. But yeah, the, the, you know, like the demand and yeah. just having like. What? you know the right people behind it and the right people running it just yeah and i
1: remember like you know when i started working at hss and you know knowing starting to learn that the business and you know learning quicksilver learning billabong and gotcha and you know what i mean like and working retail and and seeing like the behind the scenes kind of things that go with it and you're just like wow and you're not you know at that age, my age then, I wasn't thinking about business at all. But you know, when you when you look back at it, it's like fuck, man.
3: A lot that of was, a lot of stuff had to happen. Yeah, to happen, happen, right. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so you had a team of like ten people, right? And all of a sudden, you know, over a couple of years, you guys took over Placentia. Yeah. Much, so we right? started.
3: So we were in the, the the first little building we were in. There was we shared it with a welding company next door so we got a little bigger we popped the wall out in the middle we got that and then eventually we, we had every building in that complex like and you know we we had a fabric warehouse a trim warehouse we did everything domestic yeah so it was all all the components and the, the pattern room and all that we had all that there yeah. for a lot of years so we have a lot of experience from the ground the ground up yeah you know we're now just buy finished packages from someplace offshore it's kind of yeah. a diff- different deal yeah
1: did you trip out on like what it was becoming, you know? Like and did you sit down with Bob every once in a while and go, "Dude, like how do we tame the beast?" <laughs> not
3: really. It was it was kind of it was kind of organic and you kind of I don't know, you just kind of got used to it and expected it and you know, Bob's been pretty successful in his life, you know, and and a lot of it is because he surrounds himself with really good people, no, amazing I was people. Say that, and but... he gets he gets out of the way. He's not He's not micromanager or not control, or anything control. like that. no no, yeah. no. and uh, it's it's worked it's worked really well. yeah
1: so you know we um, Dwight kind of told us like what the, kind of the, the reasoning that Billabong split from or Bob split from Billabong, right so when when that news happened, were you guys all just fucking tripping?
3: Well, so this, my son Chris is going to be bummed on telling this story, but I'll tell it. So the kids are—you know, your kids are young. He, I don't know yeah. how old Chris was, maybe twelve or something like that. And that's kind of their world. They're the Billabong, yeah, Billabong guys, right? Yeah. And uh, so I had to sit him and Danielle down, and I had to say, "Hey, we're uh, we're not going to do Billabong anymore." And they're like, "Why?" So I explained to him, and then. Chris is like, well, Dad, what are we going to do? And I go, we're going to start. We're going to start a new brand. He goes, oh, that's that's neat. He goes, what are we going to call it? <laughs> and I go, Hurley. And he looks at me and he goes, you're going to go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your own son, yeah, twelve. Yeah, and I was looking for the bridge. Like Bob, for Bob, it was no big deal. For me, it was like. Wait, we're gonna give away this thing that we kind of nurtured and got that's to this. Just doing, you know, I think, eighty million, million yeah. in revenue. Yeah, right? eighty million in revenue, kind of crushing it. And here you go, we're gonna.
1: And you're in year what? What year? Yeah, like how many years had you been doing Billabong?
3: Oh well, so we started early in '99, and I think we launched Billabong <clears throat> in '82 like or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's that's it's like
0: eighteen years. Yeah, yeah. and.
3: We built up a full infrastructure. Yeah, of people that were amazing. We could do everything in apparel, and uh, that was the good news about when we switched from Billabong to Hurley. Like, other than a few of the reps left, the infrastructure was still there.
1: That's so crazy. Yeah,
3: and everybody stayed. And we shipped. We shipped uh, Hurley, and we shipped Billabong out of the same warehouse yeah. for was it one or two seasons? Uh, one season. One, season. one spring, season. Spring.
2: Spring uh, '99. Yeah,
3: it was crazy. Yeah, it just like. You couldn't like,
1: you couldn't script it better. Like it, right. was, it was really, really neat. I don't think anybody ever did it before, or can do it after <laughs> what, what, what Bob and Bill did, and that whole team. Yeah, I mean it's it's phenomenal because so when Bob sat you guys down and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're not gonna do Billabong anymore." Did did you guys all did he already plan on doing Hurley or was it like
3: yeah. Yeah, well, he knew he wanted to do a new brand, so he came up with about 30, as you guys know, it's impossible to come up with a name that somebody doesn't already have or Yeah, You
0: got got to look at the trademark and what you could, you know.
3: It's impossible. It's got to sound cool. He came up with about, I think there was, I don't know, Mark, you could probably fill in on this if you know, but I think it was like 30, 30 names, right? And then he whittled it back and whittled it back, and I think he got down to like five that were okay, and somebody's like... Well, why would I mean? You have a reputation, and you have a you know, you're a shape. Well, why don't you just call it Hurley? So, like, and there's been know. a
0: lot of brands named after yeah like, the, the the owner or you know the family or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not like yeah, it would make sense. Like well, Dean like Quinn
3: a, D- Dean Quinn did it right with Oh Quinn. With o Quinn. Yeah. He wanted to be Quinn, but somebody already had Quinn, so he had to go with Oh Quinn. So sometimes you do like a I think that's the story hyphenated. You, you got to do like a yeah derivative. Of it, so yeah. that's that's how it it went to Hurley.
1: Crazy. So were you guys tripping or what? Like,
3: well, it was it was pretty weird because it's your name on your stuff, yeah. So that's a little weird, right? And I remember like we we're kind of we doing pretty good, and we're moving along, and then I was, I was driving one day and I saw a guy walking down the street with a Hurley t shirt that I knew I didn't know the guy, yeah. So the guy bought the shirt, yeah, and that was the first validation that was re- and fast forward to ipd it's kind of the same thing there's some really neat feeling when you see oh. somebody wear it or somebody goes online and buys it and you know they're not getting a discount and, you know they don't know anybody oh yeah. well, i
2: could see a sticker on someone's
3: car yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's the rare sighting in the wild yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we've, we've done that where we've taken pictures and yeah. sent yeah like, who other. knows this guy yeah, who check, knows this guy check this out know who knows him. It's, it's a really really neat feeling so with hurley that was that was pretty rad and then You know, you know the story, but the Blink-182 thing and all that. I mean, it was just
1: It it was rad to see, you know, because I I was a big fan of Bob. Actually, you know, when I worked at HSS, there was a couple times I went surfing with Bob by myself. Like, he took me to Oceanside (laughs) because I did a lot of great marketing, so I think he liked that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Rewarded me by taking me surfing. Not just because you ramp, cool. you pull. You move product? Uh, Mostly that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mostly that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember going, wow. I remember signs and Darren and Pi were talking about, wow. You know, Hurley's going to start his own brand. Hurley. And, and uh, gosh, I think it was, uh, was it Nadi? Nadi. Came in and was talking to the guys about, yeah, you know, he's going to take over the reins for Billabong, right? For mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, this is so crazy. Like, why would anybody give up Billabong? Why would you fucking? <laughs> he's do that? Nuts. Yeah, I remember. Then, it was crazy. But then you know, I, and I remember when it was already in motion, and and there's no product in the market yet. I don't think. And you guys are already doing nine nine nine, and like. Uh, yeah, we had the
3: we had it we had the wheels going, and and Mark's been with Hurley since the beginning, you know, which is pretty rad. Yeah, you know.
0: So Mark, yeah, when was your first industry job? Yeah, what was your? um, Well, you got
2: out of college and weren't going to be a literature, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Journalist. (laughs) Well, well, actually, actually, before uh, this, let me backpedal a little bit. It Kind of goes back to um, my El Moro days, like when your kid growing up at El Moro because it was a you know private mobile home park generally like the cool job was to be uh, a gate guard like you're the guard shack guy at El El Moro like you'd be the (laughs) gate guard and so like I'd sit there and shifts were either from eight to two or two to eight and uh in the in the booth the guard shack booth and you'd let people come in if they had the sticker on their car and then the guys from CDM would come down and uh hey can I give you a sandwich and let me park and you know like all this kind of stuff right and um did you do that sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> um, but uh, yeah it was pretty funny but so yeah I, I was working at the booth but there was a gentleman in there uh, by the name of Massimo Gianuli, whose family had a place in there and I knew him just from the booth right like he'd come in and, and you know he'd wave whatever so uh, long story short one time I had I was finished with school and he came and goes what are you doing now and I go oh, I don't know I'm just working at the booth and f- trying to figure out what I want to do and he was cool you want a warehouse job and I said yeah Massimo. yeah so so I uh, actually was I think was, was he cool
1: yeah he's, he
2: was super nice you know he's just yeah. different he's not a surfer but he was he was pretty nice you know so yeah definitely and he's still it, I know that he's been through a lot of stuff yeah. but but um, I'm still I'll be on a text thread with some of the guys you know Jason Yasmin. you you remember Jason Yassman and some of those guys and Eric Sorensen and and, uh, Moss will chime in every once in a while so it's fine yeah he's doing it you know um, in any case uh, so I worked I was the number 18 employee at Mossimo back in yeah crazy huh and um, and so uh, I just worked my way up there doing a bunch of different things in the warehouse. I managed the warehouse. I was in charge of allocation. I ended up moving into um, production. You're in charge I, of allocation. Yeah, allocation. I'm now, wow, I'm I'm in charge of allocation well, so
1: now. All... Wow, so, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. So, was Massimo
2: already like on fire? Or was, it yeah, like, I, it was yeah, I was. I mean, I was there through the first year. I think we did like you know twenty. 5 million or something. I was there through the whole IPO. The first year
1: they did 24. No, I wasn't
2: no, there the first year. It was, oh, I okay. was like three years in. Okay. Right? But um, then was, Massimo,
1: for those that don't know, was like a huge neon volleyball yeah. type yeah, it wasn't, brand. It, yeah. It wasn't a surf brand. It wasn't surf. No, it was just it like was a streetwear. It was almost wear. like a Stussy exactly. of
2: that world, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, that world was super cool. It was huge. Remember that, didn't they? Smith. Yeah, Yeah. it was huge, right? Yeah. So beach volleyball. I just, in any case, I had a lot of jobs there and ended up um, getting the opportunity to go into sales. And I'd always wanted to get into sales. Yeah. And um, uh, my wife is from Northern California, and Moss knew that I had kind of wanted to get up to Northern California at some point, so I was offered a job in sales in Northern California.
1: And you had no experience in sales. Yeah, zero. And did you but know as you can tell i know how to talk i yeah, like talking did, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. What, was there an established territory obviously and you, you yeah
2: you, it, it was it was, was like oh this makes sense but I'll it up was up. already starting to wind down you know distribution had really been blown out it was starting to wind down i'm going into you know northern california i'm going into a zone that's pretty tight and i don't know anybody up there and so um and you're selling the surf shops yeah yeah and nobody really wants it anymore yeah and uh you know it was a, it was a it was the school of hard knocks, but I, I got on the road and I drove around a lot and I just kept showing up. And um, then I went on a boat trip to Indonesia and while I was gone, Moss sold the company to
1: Target. And so I came back and I went, Oh wow, I don't have a job. Wow. You, you, yeah. you didn't know that he was gonna do that? No, no. And wow. so I basically
2: just you know, you're telling me Target. Zap, like that was nineteen ninety six, I think. Wow. Yeah, ninety seven, maybe. So um uh, a couple people from there went over to Gotcha and MCD. So I got a little look to do that. So that was really like my first like surf job, yeah. you know? And um, by the way, I think MCD was still a really cool line. That oh, was, yeah. was bitchin'. Yeah. Right? What about that was, Bash? That was fun. What's
3: that? They <laughs> had that brand that started called Bash. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I don't remember yeah. it. It, was, it was the groovier, the groovier. <laughs> so, the
2: so, but Northern California was my territory. Um, I lived in a town called Mill Valley in Marin. I still live there now. Love it. Um, and Proof Lab is yeah. there, and that's the that's my local shop. And they're just epic. Those guys are good. You should get those guys on the podcast. They're pretty cool. Yeah, Will dude. Hutchinson and Nate yeah. and uh, yeah. Cody and Harley and those guys—they're yeah. rad. Um, and they're, on, the, uh, they're on the. They're so on the bridge. They're on the list. <laughs> they're on the list. Um, Uh, in any case, then I got the call one day that all the reps or some of the reps had left Billabong and I guess Bob and, uh, Mike Lesher and Steve Titus happened to be at the Billabong campus and Steve Titus. Yeah. He wasn't working there, but he came, he just happened to come by and Bob and Steve and Lesher went territory by territory, trying to find out who would fill in for the reps. And they got to Northern California and Lesher goes I don't know anybody in Northern California and Steve Titus goes what about Simpson and Bob goes yeah I know Mark Simpson and so I got how, a call how do you know those guys I uh, just from surfing, surfing. in Newport
1: yeah yeah
2: and so I got this very fortuitous phone call wait Steve Titus brought you
1: your name up yeah wow yeah and, and Bob what knew was me Steve Titus exhibits trade show booths but what was he making decisions on territory reps He just happened to he be he just there. happened to be hanging out <laughs> Oh, just, lucky lucky just you guys, guys he yeah, I, out I, and mean, he was I just was told Steve for in. the rest
2: of your life every time I see you I'm buying you a drink no shit yeah, like that's funny. Yeah. that's a funny
0: that's that's yeah. being at the right place at the right time no shit knowing, like yeah, being cool and knowing people
2: and we talk about that all the time yeah. about like hey but finding, you want, you want to be crazier be cool. so i got the call to call mike Lesher it was a friday morning i was down here in southern california for a friend's wedding in, in, in which is going to be that weekend in mexico and i called mike and we talked, and he said, hey, when can I fly you down up for an interview? And I go, well, I'm actually in Orange County right now. And he goes, oh, that's great. Where are you? I go, Costa Mesa. I was at Dave Rush's house. And he goes, he goes can you come in today? And I go, nope, I'm going to a wedding in Mexico. <laughs> oh, oh, How dumb is that? What was did that? I know he interviewed two other people that day, and then uh, another one on Monday, and then I got an interview on Monday. But if I had wow. known that, I would have definitely chosen to stand back for another hour or two and yeah. instead of going to mexico but yeah, at, the same time, for at the same time it was like hurley it's a brand nobody yeah it's bob yeah. hurley but you're kind of like what so wait it?
1: so this is for hurley
2: it was for hurley yeah okay it was for hurley so then i got the job and um can we on...
1: back check a second though sure mossable yeah how hard was that to sell <laughs> um, it tested all. Of, it tested all of my sales skills. Yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't in sales during
2: the heyday of that. In the heyday, know, of that, it I was know. Ridiculous. That's what right? you were it was, saying. It was so easy. You were on the tail end. I came out on the tail end,
1: and I want to hear that. Like, yeah, it was brutal. Nobody, nobody wanted it. it especially in surf shops, you know. Because yeah, it's one thing to to be on the ground floor going up. Yeah. It's the other when it's yeah. on the high going. Well, that's what up, I said. Right? There's
2: like, a school of hard knocks, right? That, yeah. that just, and
1: you're commission based, and you're looking at like your yeah. checks. Yeah, honestly, like you don't know the shops. No, right? no. You move from yeah down here, yeah, to go up there to yeah. Pioneer we, are living,
2: we are living in Newport. We're living in Newport
1: Heights to pioneer now. a fucking dying line. brand. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of you know that's probably why what made you a better rep is because you're kind of like. Hey, yeah, it was. <laughs> when you hear no, it just makes you try it a lot harder. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah, you just hear no a lot, right? Yeah. You just keep driving,
2: driving, driving. I oh,
0: sold him no four times. Now he's selling me something else. <laughs> okay, I'll bring it in. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah time I, I, I showed <laughs> up with Gotcha, and they're like, "Oh, this brand, Gotcha, is not really happening, but it's more happening than the other thing." This guy's trying to sell me. Uh, <laughs> so
1: so you went from Moso to Gotcha,
2: Moso right? to Gotcha, and MCD and MCD was the that was the real that was the real feather in my cap. Yeah. <laughs> you know that was the. How long did you do that for? Uh, one year. So I had one year of actually working with surf shops, getting to know some people, and then um I got the got the look for Hurley and just immediately kicked into gear and that changed everything and sold in um billabong and hurley the last season that was a gnarly one because wait so you got to be the
1: rep for billabong and hurley
2: billabong because we were because we were still getting rid of they were still under uh contract right. to do the last season which was right in the spring of 1999 but you got to sell billabong yeah i got sell. So funny I got to sell billabong in and um yeah and when then hurley shipped uh early spring delivery it was November of 1998 is when we first shipped and um, yeah it was it was on you know and so that was it and that was uh, my territory for many 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 years until um, I uh, met befriended and kind of brought in your friend and my friend Avery Clough nice. who is now with, uh, with Rivka with, with, yeah. <laughs> with RVCA. So he, he was your sub rep for yeah, no, really. You know, Avery, do you know what Avery used to do? No. Avery was a porn. Uh, no, yes, yeah. <laughs> Avery was a um, bellman at the Clift Hotel in San Francisco. And when Bob used to come he up, he looks like a bellman. Yeah, <laughs> he was all hey. up. He was so dashing in his gray yeah. sweater. Like, yeah, everybody loved Avery and. Um, Bob would stay at the Clift every time he came up for like a Macy's meeting or something. Yeah. And I drove a um, Volkswagen Eurovan. Ironically enough, I still drive a Volkswagen <laughs> Eurovan. I'm a little bit of a creature of habit if you can't tell. Awesome. Um, awesome. In any case, Avery would just, dude, I love your van, man. I love your van. And so we just got to know each other a little bit from me going to the Clift to pick up Bob. And he was That's how you met Avery. That's Avery's... how I met Avery. Okay. And then Avery hit me up one day and goes, hey, Mark, can I buy you lunch? And I want to learn a little bit about your industry. I really want to get involved in the surf industry. And I go, hey, Avery, how about this? Why don't you come over here? I'll buy you lunch. I'll tell you about everything that I know about the industry. And someday when you're making a lot of money, you can buy me lunch. And uh, Avery came over to my house in Mill Valley. We sat there for about an hour and just talked to him about the industry. and, And next thing you know, he's been... You know, he was with Hurley for a long time, did really, really, really well. And now he is obviously with Ruka and doing really well and just a great dude and is a great rep. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, Yeah. What a I, didn't, I didn't know he worked at a hotel, you know. <laughs> Bellman
0: at Clift. Yeah.
2: Bellman at the Clift. You could picture it, though. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I
0: mean, and there's, I mean, I know guys that are in that position and they make, pretty damn good money if you're at a reputable like yeah or yeah i mean guys that even work the bar you know in some of those places
2: like yeah but it's so 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 yeah so i was i was the um the sales rep at uh at her so first sales rep in central and northern california my territory was um san luis obispo across to bakersfield to the oregon border and and i just drove a lot and and uh it was kind of fun, though. I tried to make everything fun when I was when I was out there on the road. You know, like I said, I have a camper van, and I'd, I'd work, and I'd see accounts in, you know, say, Morro Bay or see Mike Hisher at Wavelengths, and then go up into Big Sur, or surf, you know, one of the waves up there, camp, then head on up into yeah. Monterey and Santa Cruz. It was pretty fun.
1: Mixed business with pleasure. You got it, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah you got Save some money in the hotel by camping and yeah. throwing all the
2: boards and equipment yeah, in there. no, it was great. It was, that was the best job I've ever had. You know yeah so um and then from there i just various sales positions at um at hurley over the next sounds funny over the next 22 so years Did you relocated
0: down here to take a, a
2: position in-house yeah no i never i never moved oh, down okay. i was very very stubborn Little valley is pretty. I, it's yeah. tough to leave yeah okay. but uh what we started doing was i started uh, about 13 14 years ago we started coming down every summer when my uh-huh. kids were out of school and stayed in newport for okay. for a couple months And um, that way I was closer to the office and whatnot. And, you know, when I was in sales management, my whole thing was, hey, look, if I'm in the office, you know, in a meeting, I'm not doing my job where I like to work best is being out on the road with with accounts and with reps. And so, you know, planes fly out of San Francisco the same as they fly out of L.A. or Orange County. So I just based myself out of up there, was down here for meetings when I needed to be and then traveled around and work with reps over, you know, all the way through. So
1: So, so walk us through that because... So you... You separate from Billabong. <clears throat> you got Hurley. Was it two years that you sold the Nike? Two two and a
3: half years. Yeah, yeah I think two thousand
1: one. Yeah. So, okay, here you, here you guys are, Bob at the helm, right, and and everyone helping make decisions. Who said hey, like, because you guys are killing it, killing it on your own, like. You didn't really need much help. Well, when you say you don't really
3: need much, all that money that it takes to run a company, as you guys know, is it's a crazy amount. right? Yeah. And Bob was on the hook for everything. Like everything that he had done the last 20, 30, whatever. Yeah. Like it could all go away tomorrow, you know, so it was like. It's a scary, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of scary because you're a big brand, you're getting bigger, it takes more money to run it, you know, so, you know, Bob, Bob always loved Nike, there's a couple other brands that he was looking at too, and he thought, hey, how about if we partner with somebody big, you take it to the next level. Did somebody
1: did, come up with this idea, or did he kind of have
3: Bob. it? it's Bob's idea. Wow. Yeah, and...
1: What a fucking genius this guy
3: is. Yes. there was a guy at Nike, Tom Clark, that kind of thought like Bob thought, and he was kind of thinking of of getting into surf somehow with Nike. He ran Nike for a while as president. Really smart guy. And uh, they just connected, and they kind of talked about it and worked on a deal, and it happened super quick. I remember going to a a meeting at uh, one of the hotels over by South Coast Plaza, and it was Mark Parker and a couple of the other uh, Nike guys, and they brought a bunch of Nike footwear down that kind of merchandised with the Hurley stuff and it was really it was, it was kind of surreal but it was a really neat meeting I'm yeah. like wow oh, this is like the top of Nike and we're just Hurley and there's going to be something so yeah so, I
0: bet so exciting you know it was it was, like,
1: it was crazy it's, yeah it's, it's weird it it's weird because like you know here here Bob is leaving a brand that he didn't own right like he made a huge bill pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He I mean he should have owned it, really. Yeah. He 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 made it way more successful than oh, yeah. any other person across the globe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys did. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, here you guys are successfully launching your own brand, your your own team, your own brand. Total. 100% your control. Yeah. 100% your control and, and like 100% of your like responsibility. Seeing, <laughs> re- remembering, you know, working at HSS and watching MTV and seeing all the how Hurley blew the fuck up. Yeah. And going you, you know I understand like uh it's it's scary. It's you know it can be all. But there gone. was
0: no it didn't seem like struggles cuz it took off so yeah. fast. But so, I know it's, you, what you mentioned like the, the more the bigger you get, the more money it takes to yeah. Have yeah. You do. More
3: money, more problems. Hey, yeah. we have we have a little brand that we started, yeah. right? That I'm, we're going to talk about IPD. And yeah. Uh, the amount of money that it takes for inventory is mind-boggling. Yeah. I, I, I should know that I've been in this business forever, and yeah. Hey, I know inventory. You know, but yeah. I mean, you buy 500 T-shirts, that's a lot of money just to buy 500 T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. And then you throw in a couple board shorts and a couple walk shorts. like Some yeah. hats. Yeah, and we're tiny. And you're paying for it all up front. <laughs> yeah. because yeah. And do you it in warehouse. Yep. Yeah, but in, and, that's, and when you get to the level we were with Hurley, like, man, you're talking some yeah. crazy money. Yeah. So hey, Bob goes,
1: okay, we're going to partner up with somebody. How did he get a meeting with fucking the biggest, best... Uh, right, like the. He's Bob. Bob, he, Bob. He's Bob. You know, it's pretty um, pretty wild though. To, yeah. To go. Well,
3: luckily for for us, Tom Clark was looking at at us at that same time, so there was sort of a a little bit of energy going both ways, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they met and then they kind of said, "Hey, we'll do something later. Now's not the time or something." And then, what year was this? Well, they the deal was the day after nine uh, eleven wow the day after so Tom Clark called Bob and Bob's like oh I guess you know hey the world's kind of Tom's like well we're still going to do the deal right and so they did the deal
1: yeah. so they'd already been talking and 9-11 happened yeah, yeah. wow
3: yeah yeah it was, it was
1: how how fucking gnarly is that to be like it. 9-12 ago yeah. shit like <laughs> we thought we had a deal yeah, yeah. we <laughs> thought we had but they still <laughs> went through it yeah 100% that's amazing yeah
3: yeah Bob met with Phil Knight and Tom Clark and Bill Knight loved him, you know, you guys know, you know, Bob's pretty easy, yeah, it's easy. to like.
2: But, to, I mean, to kind of, uh, you know, reiterate how much money it costs to run a business and, oh. and, and the stresses, Bob told me that uh, the first good night of sleep he had in 18 years was the night that the Nike con- Nike deal closed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, because, right? I mean, your company Billabong to early, you, you, you employed at least hundred something there oh, was a lot and Bob yeah. didn't lay anybody off no nobody, not, not nobody got person. salary cuts yeah. nobody got laid off they, it was pretty
2: unbelievable yeah because <laughs>
3: his feeling was all along it was it was wasn't the brand name it was the people behind the brand name and he was right it it's was. still still to this day I think yeah. Yeah. the people make the brand yeah yeah
1: for sure yeah but it's so crazy you know how successful it he just keeps you know, you guys just kept making the right decisions and connecting with the right people. Yeah.
0: Right. You, I mean, you guys were obviously not rookies. They were already, you know, two you know, almost twenty years of of knowing shops and knowing product and knowing marketing and yeah. knowing everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're taking a huge risk, but like you guys always mention, is it's your supporting cast and the people you have yep, involved sure. in and a lot of it's by handshake, like, Hey, we're taking a risk and doing this, are you guys gonna support us? And it, yeah, and it seemed like everybody you know, open arms
1: like, "Hey, let's give it a shot," and yeah. it just so, took you know, off. So, you were still a rep, yeah. And when you guys got the call, "Hey, we're selling Nike, or we're partnering up with Nike," do I get to sell Nike? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't
2: as rad for us for some of the sales reps because, yeah, yeah, you know, you? you you got you know, there was a as great of a company as Nike was. You know, you guys understand the way that some of the shop mentality is. Oh, like yeah. It's like, oh, the big corporate giant's coming in. And, yeah. You know, and every, all these kids on the shop floor want to put down Nike. And then you go, oh, what do you do after work? And they're like, oh, I'm going to go play basketball. Cool. What use shoes you wear Nike? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so there was a little bit of that backlash, but to be honest, Nike did a real good job for a long time at kind of leaving us alone and you know I think we operated as an independently run subsidiary mm-hmm. for a while yeah, and they, they really did kind of let us do our own deal and so I think most of people's fears at least in the beginning were unfounded um, as far as Nike really meddling with the our core business. Yeah, You know and you know hey it was you know until until they, they sold the company um, a few years back to. To the people from New York, you know, Nike was was great. They were a great partner. We learned a lot from them. Yeah. Um, one thing that was kind of
3: interesting, Mark, and you had to deal with it was the rumors about yeah. the deal. It was, yeah. So there's all these rumors, right? And so like, I'm on the inside, so I know what's going on, right? There was only a handful of people that did, and so the rumors you'd hear, I mean, you'd laugh, ha, ah, whatever. They're so far off, it's not even funny. And then there was one day where I heard the rumor, and it was the exact deal,
2: like everything. And I'm mm-hmm. like whoa it's out there and then it all happened pretty quick yeah Yeah. you know we're hearing his raps hey i heard you guys are selling the nike i'm like no we're not (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) who told you that yeah what (laughs) no and i i was praying it was no but hey in the long run i'm glad it was you know i can't i the amount of of uh you know business education that i think so many of us got from working under the nike flag for a long time was unbelievable it's
3: crazy we worked for the you know a little tiny apparel company and Costa Mesa, and then we were partnered with the biggest apparel company in the world. Yeah. And footwear company, but yeah, apparel, they, they sell a lot of apparel. A lot. And man, uh, yeah, we learned a ton. It's, yeah. It's amazing. You know, and then kind of take all that knowledge and info and then kind of go back to our work. Well, I, I think
0: it really sparked like the creativity, you know, of giving you that like that ability of, hey, let, let us do our own thing, mm-hmm. which is cool. But I mean, with the group you guys had and what you guys accomplished on like, you know, doing stuff that's different you know elevating whether it's a contest or prize money or store activation or events like it seemed like you guys had like free reign to kind of like do what we always should have done is you know raise the yeah. bar in the industry so
2: well but, and i think i think nike you know and you know through hurley through the hurley lens i suppose is is directly you know they pay a big role in raising the whole surf industry's game in terms sure. of of the business uh the business acumen right you know business um,
1: acumen and marketing and everything like, yeah. Yeah. yeah which is a good things. and bad thing yeah yeah, yeah. there's yeah. team
3: rider salaries team
0: yeah. rider
1: salaries <laughs> holy shit
0: yeah because yeah. yeah, well, I mean yeah there was I mean the athlete list was well Nike believes in right. sport that's what yeah. they do yeah. right? And, yeah.
1: they want the best of the best yeah, for yeah. Every... and they're
3: not afraid to pay for it yeah you know yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan Tiger Woods I mean so every sport, yeah, every, they every sport.
2: Every yeah. sport. Yeah. So in the Hurley Ping thing pump? too, yeah, probably, probably. When it came time to move on from Hurley, you know, I think a lot of us had really good careers there, and it was fantastic. And everyone's kind of going, "Hey, what are the next steps?" And you know, a bunch of us were kind of talking, and and uh, we've always loved the IPD logo. You know, it's a, I think it's a timeless logo. It's um, it's very recognizable. Obviously, it's um, it has roots in the in the community. It has a long history. Um. And every once in a while, uh, it would show up somewhere at Bob Media Board or something. You'd get a little IPD on it, or there'd be a little IPD shirt every once in a while, and like special collector's editions. And we loved them. And so when um, when we'd moved on and uh, we started talking about next steps, we kind of just go, But did you have to do anything early? Like you guys could have sat back and, and chilled, <laughs> right? No. We're, no, Bob Hurley's not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill Hurley and Mark Simpson. Okay? Bob's well, um, not yeah, Bob. <laughs> No. Bob, well, yeah. it, Bob is. But in any case, yeah. so we well, we love it. We love surf shops. And yeah. We love, like, I've always loved surf shops. I just love, I get energy from them, right? Like, I can be in a crappy mood and I can go in and talk to Duke and the boys at Surfside and I come out of there in a great mood, you know? Worse to <laughs> <laughs> You know, dude from Duke beating me <laughs> yeah. up. No, but but, you know, there's just something about surf shops that I think plays such a such a path for everybody on some different levels you know of like those memories you have as a kid you know i remember going into russell surfboards and it's just like these fond memories and i still i still believe in that you know and so and so we just go hey what if we just built a cool small little brand built it for surf shops and we know what to do let's do it And and so it really started out honestly as a kind of a little hobby in the beginning and covid hit and nobody could leave their houses and we basically spent the next six months kind of Putting one foot in front of the other, and we built the company kind of via Zoom. Yeah, you know, which is which is crazy, right?
1: So, go back to the origin of IPD, mm-hmm. International Pro Designs, yeah. right? Yeah, and that was a, a, a like kind of a a collection of shapers. Yeah, well, well Bob's idea was. Um,
2: and he'll, he'll tell you this but back in the day you know well still to this day you know a lot of shapers don't want to share ideas right like they you don't look at their template you don't pick up yeah you know their stuff it's like you just don't do it it's off limits right and um, uh, Bob had this idea of collaboration and like hey why don't we all work together as shapers and board manufacturers to like make materials better and faster and stronger and we can all kind of ride like rising tide lifts all, all ships and so he created uh, his, on, on the rails at the time. He had said it said International Pro Design, and one day he was driving up to shape some surfboards up off Placentia, and there was a truck in front of him, and it had the the Public Image Limited sticker yeah. on it, a PIL, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Whoa, what's that?" He goes, "I bet that would look really cool with like an IPD logo, kind of similar." So he had one of his friends, was it Chuck Schmidt, yeah. maybe, draw it up mm-hmm. and do a graphic, and so IPD became International Pro Designs became IPD, and that was to be a, um, for any shapers to use, to put on their boards as like a stamp of approval. Like under
3: like, Underwriter laboratory, Yeah, like, like
2: UL. Like, right, yeah. this is a seal of approval. This is a stamp of authenticity yeah. and, and manufacturing. It was supposed to be like any shaper that wanted to use it could. And so it was basically a shapers consortium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it never really happened because, much like Bob thought, like shapers, say, hey, you want to put this logo yeah. on your board? Like, get away from me. No. Yeah. And so it became this thing that just kind of, Bob had, and then
1: yeah, it's been, always kind of been around. And then that's my point. The yeah. Saku uh, well, really used it well. So quite
2: Bob, a bit. Well, Bob, uh, Bob sold the um, uh, gave, gave the the trademark yes. Saku, basically, um, and it was I think it was when he was selling the company to Nike and Nike was gonna be, was gonna obviously inherit all of Bob's IP. Mm. And so he went to Asaku and said, hey, Asaku, you should probably buy this off me if you still wanna use this on your surfboards, because otherwise Nike's gonna have it. Mm. So, you know, long story short, when we wanted to do this, we went and talked to Asaku, and and he uh, and he uh, tried to give back to us very graciously. Um, and that's what I remember Bob's- Japanese saying. style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob, Bob just goes, oh, <laughs>
1: Murata. Yeah. yeah, he's amazing, right? And
2: then, so, but, he, but we wouldn't let him, you know, we, it kind of was like that, um, you know, when you're at the restaurant trying to pick up the tab <laughs> and you fight, you're you fighting with your bro over, yeah. over the tab. It was like that. Like, Asaku was saying, take the trademark. I don't want your money. And Bill's going, no, we're going to pay you for it. And finally, it got to the point where uh, he goes, dude, we're, we're paying you. And Asaku goes, Bill, do you know how much Bob sold me this for? And, and Bill goes, yeah, I think Bob said $10,000. And Asaku goes, No. No, he charged me $1,000. He goes, and I didn't have any money, so I borrowed money from my parents, I, 500 bucks. I gave Bob 500 bucks, and I never paid him the other 500 bucks. And then a couple of years. True, honest, Yeah. He goes, then a couple of years ago, he's so goes, Bob took me to lunch and said, hey, I, saw, I did pretty good in the clothing business. Don't worry about that 500 bucks, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So true. hey, so, so, so we 10X'd it, and we gave him five grand, and we got the trademark for North America. It also came along with the trademark in Japan. And, um,
3: well, and and he has the uh, the global surfboard trademark. Yeah. So, so
1: when, you guys, and, when did when did you guys decide that the IPD was going to be your your brand?
2: Probably like February. Mm-hmm. I left in February. Okay. And uh, yeah, after you left. <laughs> yeah, way after I left. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> <but you're limited. laughs> um, in any case, <laughs> a hush falls over the <laughs> room. <laughs> we can edit that out in post production Um, in any case uh, and Bob we had Bill had some stickers made of Bill like he's our president and head sticker maker and that's what I do Bill loved making these stickers and he had stickers made everybody wanted a sticker right and uh, Bob like Bob does put a sticker in the sand in front of his house took a picture of it with his phone posted it on Instagram and immediately people were kind of going like hey what are you guys doing like, are you guys doing something? And Bob's kind of like, yeah, I'm retired. I don't know. If these, guys, these guys are doing something, I think. <laughs> yeah. But Bob's been there the whole time for us. Like, you know, as a mentor and he's he sits on our board and, um, you know, he's a he's a part owner of the, of the brand, you know, and um, it's just, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Well, it's cool for, you know, for Bob's sake, you know, like, hey, something I was doing, you yeah. know, from 19, you know, eighties to kind of shelf it to now you guys like doing the resurgence, but it's got a, such a, Cool story behind yeah. it, and yeah. it's it's authentic because it's based around it, surf shops and hard goods and boards and yeah. you know how do we? encompass
2: yeah. like a clothing aspect to it. Yeah, I think a lot of times with brands, people have to craft a story around yeah. the brand. You know, this is actually we we just kind of inherited it. it has a story, which it yeah. has a story and it has a history. So it's neat, you know. And we we, we partnered with a you know a number of our friends, you know some you know from within the industry and some from outside. You know, I, you guys know Seth McKinney from from Hawaii. He's uh he's a you know owner and founder he came on board when he moved on from his old job um eric Ingersoll, he's our cfo and he for many years he was with early under nike um so he's helping us out in a big way and um chris hurley is is bill's son he's uh he runs all design and uh Dane, so, do you guys know Dane's on yeah yeah Dane runs marketing so it's been fun so, what yes, it's mean? the same Chris. <laughs> the guess. same Chris? <laughs> yeah. So
0: what he said. Hey, the same word. It's like,
3: we're going to start IPD. <laughs> You're, You're going to go bankrupt. bankrupt. <laughs> no, Chris was, he, he's stoked. And I get, you know, I'm so fortunate. I get to work with Mark, Seth, Eric, and uh, my son, Chris, and my other son, David, runs production. Uh, Sherilyn has a, a big role, and I've worked with her at Hurley forever. She's uh, in charge of development. Janet O'Connell, amazing. Pat's, Yeah. Better housewife. Yeah. <laughs> James Giordano, you know. Yeah. Little Hammer. You know Little Hammer? Yeah. 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 GQ?
2: Yeah.
1: Who did I miss? Yeah. Dwight Dunn. Uh, Dwight Dunn. Uh, D- 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 um, WD. Uh, uh,
3: Dave Cerna runs our warehouse. Yeah. He, he handled uh, uh, samples at Hurley and Billabong for a lot of years. So, you know, we were going to go 3PL. We decided that wasn't a good idea. We wanted our customer service, you know, in-house. So we... Got a little place about three blocks from our uh, our headquarters, and we run uh, we ship octopus out of there.
2: Yeah,
3: uh, Tim English's brand, and we ship IPD, and it's been amazing. You know, you, we ship out the same
2: day, wholesale and, and e-com. Who did we forget? We forgot Sarah, and we forgot uh, um, Anna Henley. Two, yeah, two, yeah. two, two oh, guys so yeah, those that are, are awesome two big ones. Uh, Sarah uh, runs our our digital, and she's just young and whip smart. And Anna uh, is operations. And she's yeah, my first meeting
3: morning. with Mark when he said, "Hey, come up to Mill Valley, let's talk about this." So I flew up there, and it was Anna Hinley and uh, another friend of Mark's that's really uh, really bright in business. And uh,
2: yeah, yeah. So it's it's been super fun, and just a lot of a lot of people um, wanted to help out. You know, that was one of the things. Some advice Bob gave is, "Hey, you guys as harvest." hardest decision is going to not have a seat at the table for everybody that you want to hire or at least right off the you know yeah. right out of the gate there's a ton of people that were you know that, that have helped us out without being employed by us you know like Leho Okano yeah. you know you know, Yuji you know Brandon Gilman. like there's so many people that have just like lent you know Peter King even you know that have lent hands along the way yeah. which has been pretty and, cool yeah not
3: everybody that's helping us out is like a full time employee either you know it's just people want to help they want yeah. to be a part of it and yeah. it's just the energy it's it's so fun. And, you know, we have the, the little headquarters. You guys probably seen it off of 17th. Dude, Linden was there. It's sick as fun. 1962 mid-century modern gas station. It's been there forever. forever. And, Perfect uh, for it, parties. It's yeah. Great. It's a great <laughs> yeah, venue. There you go. <laughs> it's a great venue. And it kind of looks the same as it did in 1962, only I mean, yeah. it's got a couple of IPD flags. But yeah. uh, it's not really the greatest uh, like office space for meetings yeah. and stuff like it's
2: that. It's loud. But, it's hot yeah, in the summer. It's cold irons, in the winter. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, uh, but it's iconic and it's really neat yeah. we, we like it
0: for, for a new i mean growing up here and, and knowing the area and the industry is like you know hot spot like that is such an iconic it's really it's, it's a 50 yard line it yeah. is and it's like it's the visibility like you said hey the, the building's a little quirky but it's cool yeah but it's like yeah No IPD everybody knows that where it's anchored there's yeah. a flagship headquarters. when, yes. when
3: we got it when we, when we first got the lease we went in there it had the original lifts all the tire racks and the fan belt
2: rack—they yeah, like hadn't done anything full, to that. Full station, yeah. Yeah, full well, well, gas crazy. Well, true story. Uh, Bill cold called on it that we wouldn't—we wouldn't have got it because it hadn't been rented in a long time. Remember, it used to it be like the, a um, storage. It, like some... it used to be the uh, the day labor. Yeah, it was a window
3: tinning place, a day, the day labor, labor place. But it, it
2: hadn't been anything for probably the last five years. And Bill always loved that building. I mean, that's everyone's. Everybody loves it's that a building. Yeah. Spot. Well, Bill noted, drove by there and he noticed them repaving the driveway and painting yeah, it right it and so he goes bit. whoa and he went into the building next door and he goes hey do you guys know who owns the gas station next door and they go, yeah dean does the guy that owns these buildings too <laughs> and he goes no way and literally it never even hit the market for uh, for rent yeah it he was, liked us a lot we started and talking and Liked
3: and, what we were doing and you know
1: yeah.
0: He's he, like, oh, you're going to rent out all my buildings in a couple of years. Oh, well, yeah. so I was going to be growing yeah. my crazy. Yeah. Yeah. we so. <laughs> oh, That'll be cool. <laughs> See what happened
1: here? That's going to happen here. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he, <laughs>
3: was, he was stoked for us. Yeah. yeah I, I always drove by that, you know, going to work at Hurley every day and be like, man, if I ever started a sunglass company, that's, that's the a a building I want. Donut like shop, like a, a burger a big stand, big marquee on thing. the top. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, it yeah. worked out good.
1: But Wait, you guys are starting a sunglass company?
2: No, <laughs> no thanks. No rumors, no rumors, no. But, but, but it's been fun. Like like we our said, like we said, the brand's about the people. Yeah. You know, it just happens that we have a cool logo and a good story, but the brand really is about the people and everybody kind of brings their thing to the table. If, you know, if I'm the, I'm, you know, Seth and I, you know, our sales, we, you know, with our respective accounts and whatnot, you know, Bill, I think has probably built more garments in the clothing industry than I think probably anybody, a single person, mm-hmm. um, his relationships with our factories are second to none. Um, You know, we're able to get capacity in factories that we were in before um, that normally wouldn't even talk to us with the MOQs we're doing. Right. They're so small, you know. And so um, it's been really, really fortuitous that we just have the right people in the right places. And just so happens that we all like each other.
1: Yeah. And the more more importantly, all the shops.
2: Yeah. Incredible support from the shops. Well, that that was dealt
1: with and you've dealt with that are supporting yeah Yeah. Yeah. that that was
3: Mark and Seth like in the beginning you know we said hey we want to be in 50 of the best accounts in North America like that's our that's our program surf shops and what did we land at 40 46 46 out of the gates pretty good conversion pretty good huh just kidding no (laughs) No, it's tough because as a a new brand I mean if you didn't have Mark you didn't have Seth doing that like yeah if it was just me like Bill really calling. Yeah, maybe I get in five stores and we sell them some
2: T-shirts and hats. But yeah, it, yeah, it was it was legit. Yeah. So it was the support of the retailers has been phenomenal, and you know, it, it, t- again, timing was really good. As you guys know, the the surf shops had phenomenal last two years. their Dude. business was really good. You guys so kind of timed it perfect. The, the timing was very, very it was good.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: being a little smaller, a little more nimble, like you said, being able to work on those MOQs and be able to like not well, take so much risks, but you know, it'll yeah. like yeah. fulfill, you know, the smaller shops and well, be quicker. Well, Jay, than it's,
2: like, it's like Bill said, you know, we were considering going with the 3PL. Everybody was telling us, well, you gotta go with the 3PL. Like, you can't do your own shipping. That's archaic. That doesn't work. We met and, with a bunch and, of and we met with a bunch of 3PLs and we started looking at the numbers and That's we were kind of going, and we were hearing about all chargeback, the- Chargeback, chargeback, but chargeback, but just chargeback all, the, but just all the All the <laughs> shipping issues and, all, and, you know, retailers weren't speaking very, you know, one of the main problems was Three PLs delivering on time, and and I go, hey, we're so small. Bill actually said, hey, we're so small, we're going to be someone's fifteenth priority. Let's be our own first priority. Yeah. And I'm like genius. Let's do this. And um, as a matter of fact, we actually hand deliver every single one of our first orders on the in California. I remember. You guys and 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 Bill yeah. Bill delivered some. I delivered some. Sam delivered some. Fun. And it was it was Dwight delivered Caden. It was really <laughs> okay. cool. You know, just going, hey, here we go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's. You know it's that grassroots level marketing right yeah, yeah and people in our industry definitely that's what they look for first right yeah and I think it's authentic I think and,
2: I think it's something that um, that has been missed a lot with the way the surf industry got so big and so huge and you know we were a part of that with with Hurley but you know it those little parties like we did at the station that one night where we had the Alive play and we had the TK Burger truck and there were kids mm-hmm. riding skateboards in the in the parking lot. I mean, this is stuff that we've all seen but like yeah. a lot of the kids there had never seen that before. Yeah. Because that doesn't happen it doesn't happen a lot anymore. And it's so easy. And it's we, so easy. Yeah, we grew up like that. I mean, right? you know. And how rad was it?
0: Yeah, yeah. like there's between Quicksilver so and Volcom and, and Billabong there was a party every other weekend at somebody's headquarters or yeah. at some venue yeah. and you know you're just as a little kid or or just a you know a participant in the in the industry you you know to go to those you felt special and yeah. it felt like you're cool and you know yeah. and you're just there having a good time yeah. you know whether you you know like i work for ruka but it didn't matter we'd still go to everybody's parties sure. because it was like uh, Ruka had a ton of we're all them. we're, yeah, all, we're yeah. all friends you know yeah. and like so it worked on all levels it worked yeah. for the youth it worked for the, like the industry peers it worked for you know competitors even though like that's what we compete in the shop, but most everybody wants to see you guys succeed. And yeah. you know, the shops we need can't it. can't have one or two no. brands ring in the register. We no. gotta have. No. for sure. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's, you know, the marketplace is ever changing, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. But there's more people surfing than ever. Dude. And, uh, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, but yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's, um, it, it's a, I think it's a great time for, for some new small brands yeah. i think it's a really good time so who, who's give a shout out to your reps um Sarah. you guys know sam Lovell in orange you did that County. <laughs> I, I did i did that yeah that sam. yeah <laughs> sam he's unbelievable um some socks bro matt yeah yeah <laughs> everybody wants to make, hey everybody wants to make fun of sam until he needs socks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sam's epic you guys sam's yeah. been a great friend of mine and uh boat trip partner for the last couple of decades. You know, we've gone on a ton of surf trips together, and, yeah. and um, he was just like a natural fit, just to kind of, his relationships are phenomenal, as you nice. know. Um, Matt Singley handles um, the LA North nice. for us. He's awesome, yeah, too. Yeah, Matt's a really good dude. Seth is kind of, um, you know, Swiss Army knife, doing doing two jobs in one. He's our, he's our COO. Three jobs. Yeah, COO, <laughs> yeah, and and handling sales for Hawaii, too. Nice. And he, um, you know, he's just done a phenomenal job over there. And then he just uh, tells people to buy it, or I'm gonna tie it up in a pretzel, Yeah, That's right. Yeah, you cool. like
1: beef. <laughs>
2: and then on the, uh, the you don't buy it? IPD.
1: Oh, you buy it. <laughs> oh, you buy. It. <laughs> yeah, you already bought it. Tom it's its way <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> you, you already bought. You, the, <laughs> you already bought. Hey, the build-out goes in next week. <laughs> no, up in the uh, up in um, northeast we have Chris Balo, um just a really good rad kid. And then Midwest we got Brian Chicken Harrison and uh, who's been a longtime friend and really well established he lives out in the Outer Banks good surfer um, and just all around nice guy then down in the south we have Rick Tokers so he um, used to work for Volcom and done some stuff there so in any case it's uh, you know it's small it's you know I think um, it's look in the grand scheme of things we're still a really tiny brand yeah. but so far yeah. the success has been amazing and the, just the reception has been, been awesome and we're just built pretty lucky to be. and it's, it's fun, fun right it's yeah been it's fun, fun.
3: Yeah. that's the main thing for me yeah. Yep.
2: well it's fun making decisions that you don't have to run through five different desks yeah. you know or sit through a bunch of meetings to do we kind of have a joke like that. let's run it by corpo what do you, what do you think then, hey let's yeah. run it by corporate Seth is that cool <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah working with your, your kids and,
0: and you know the, surrounding yourself with the people that yeah. you already know could perform their jobs well from yep. working with them in the past yeah. and you don't have to like Micromanager city yeah, anybody but in your guys. No. Yeah. That,
3: that was, was nice fun. because we, we got to cherry pick the team. Yeah. yeah. Just like, you know, Mark with the reps, you kinda get to cherry pick who you want, which is pretty neat. You didn't inherit anything. Yeah. yeah. Start yeah.
1: from scratch. Yeah. yeah. It's always nice to work with people that you want to work with, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it helps. I was gonna say god no, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This guy over here is, I just had a he's, brain fart. He's just overwhelmed by yeah. maybe you should talk All about the view right now. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we are at the beach. Um orange and ocean Don't tell everybody where bombers.
3: <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows, yeah. <laughs> totally
0: <right. laughs> secret spy. <laughs> um it's a beautiful spring break day.
3: It's glassy, about eighty, maybe seventy-eight. It's pretty glassy, huh? It's really, it's really so glassy. For this glass. time of day? It's incredible. And there, there's the sand's starting to fill in a tiny bit. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, been no sand road. out that here. It used to be really good up front, right? Used to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's this is this is a pretty good stretch. But yeah. the sand just
2: disappeared. Yeah, it's weird. I think it was when they um, blocked up the river, right? Yeah. When that oil spill happened. Yeah. I think they they plugged the river, and so just did something. Yeah, it got a little wacky. But
3: beautiful so, day.
1: Nowadays, I don't know if we already talked about it, but what kind of board are you riding now, Mr. William? Oh, so Herb.
3: I ride uh, a five ten, a Kila Ipa. Uh, Yoda, nice. And I love that board. It's about 32 volume, kind of small for me, my my surfing ability and and my age, and my weight. <laughs> but but it works really good. It's the most unforgiving board I've ever. The board works way better than I do. By unforgiving or forgiving? Forgi- forgiving. Forgiving. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unforgiving. Forgiving. <laughs> yeah. Well, we what that kind of shape? Like what? Uh... Oh, it's just—it's just a basic squash tail. Or? Yeah, it's—it's yeah, it's, it's just a basic squash. And then I run a—I ride a Patterson uh, Synthetic eighty-four, step up. I made him—he uh, made me a six-two, and uh, that's a round a round tail. I love that thing. So, I'm so fortunate. Boards are so good now. I was yeah. telling Jay, like, yeah. if I had to surf on boards that I used to surf on a long time, I probably wouldn't surf anymore. But surfing is so fun. The boards are all so good. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's. It's really I ride some paisels too, but it's really that that Ipa is kind of my go-to. Nice. I have two of them, love it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good shapers and a lot of good boards, and it's kind of like so and, many. Yeah, you see some people like you know ride them, and you know you're kind of you know not critiquing everybody, but you're you know you're always always hunting down like what are people walking to and from the beach oh, yeah. with, and what's in the shops, and oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's-, it's cool. what are you riding? Uh, um, my
2: short board. Uh, right now is a chemistry. Chemistry. I have, I have, I have a couple chemistries. Yeah, I have a um, Mr. Bennett. I, I, yeah, I love him. I have a couple uh, have a couple of spiders from Dennis Jarvis.
1: No way. Yeah,
2: um, I have some
1: of those twin fins, or
2: no? I, I've had a twin fin from him, but right now I have a just your basic standard, you know, thruster, hmm. tri fin, squash tail. Dude, he's been putting tail. out the most incredible he's, air sprays lately. Oh, you yeah. 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 know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, right. he's
1: an insane shape. Yeah. He's yeah. Really, really good. Uh, hounding him to get on the show he's so. really
2: really really good yeah, yeah. and he's very p- prolific he's shaping a lot um, uh, so those are my two primary short boards and then I have a lot of other I like surfboards a lot I like nice sponsors I, I have a bunch of yeah I have a bunch of Campbell Brothers sponsors whoa and I have a bunch of um, boards from Sean Stucey and then I have a couple bigger boards from um, Dave Parmenter Couple, yeah. he calls them the old widowmakers. Wow, it's a big single fin with the two Aleutian trailers. Illusion juice, but de- is that it? juice. Yeah. yeah. I got a really good eight-two Illusion juice, which is really cool. Hey, Mark, um, you
3: mentioned Jason Bennett. I kind of forgot about him, but that surf trip that I went on the Mintwise. Jason Bennett was on that trip. Yeah, it was Braden Diaz, Jason Bennett, Jeff Hurley, me, Bob, and there might have been some other people. But there's a poster. Mark McEvoy. Yep, there's a poster of Jason Bennett doing a bottom turn at Lance's on a wave that's. Easy twenty foot. It's when that whole thing washed out, and yeah. that was that was that trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no keyhole. It just like was going up all through. Yeah, it, it was. I, the guys were
0: explaining to us it was like I don't know, really west swell or something. Usually it folds back on the reef, and it was like cloud breaking like out the back. Yeah, the boat. True. I remember the boats like having to park because that keyhole is pretty narrow. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were the more break, south,
2: south it is, it'll break on the end on the cage, and then the more. Southwest or west, yeah, it comes out there on the top of the office there and just rolls why? in. I don't know why I like Jason
1: Bennett, why because he got hurt the same day I got hurt at Belonging. And where, <laughs> belonging. I don't remember him getting hurt. What do you He got think? hurt right after me, uh, Remember, I no, I just remember, he, bro, you. you remember he got hurt not
0: until he just brought it up, but you remembered it, yeah. Like but him. I don't remember, like, now that we know you got hurt, yeah. too. Oh, this guy's always getting hurt, too. <laughs> I don't know Speaking why. Speaking of
2: belonging, I have a couple boards also from Mike Wu over there nice. in Bali. Because I was over there in Bali with my family last year for a little bit. And um, yeah. got some boards from Mike and, and uh, kind you of. You guys lived them. there, kind of, right? Yeah. My my, my uh, wife and kids were there for a total of seven or eight months. And I was there for a little bit. I kind of came back and forth because we were starting this thing up. Yeah. And um, I was, you know, I spent a few months over there collectively, I think. I took what, three pie? trips um uh he can't tell. four months we lived at commune right in front of karamas yes. and all my boys are regular footers and <laughs> that's that,
1: during like when there was no pool yeah there's nobody there no one's traveling yeah, there's there.
2: no there's no tourism there's no tourism at place so and um and then we were out at, at on the on the bouquet for a couple of months again i wasn't there the whole time my my two my middle son and my youngest son um, did both their semesters over there, and my wife? You know, it was you know, it was crazy here at home, and it was a good time to the be. Silver over there. lining yeah. in the pandemic. So it was last yeah. last December, and then we came back in um, in July.
3: I didn't think you were coming back.
2: I did, I had to go there to get Sharie. Zooms really back. well from me. Like, <laughs> Sharie's not coming. <laughs> the Wi-Fi yeah. is hey yeah. hey yeah, Sheree, yeah. Sheree gone. What's <laughs> the difference? <laughs> Sharie gone. She, she oh, gone. She oh she Sheree gone Okay. No, but hey, we ran. It was cool though. So but. A couple little things that are, that are fun if we're talking about surfing is I um, was able to surf some waves that are pretty special with not a lot of people out. Like yeah, I did. Got, I got to go over to Desert Point a couple of times and surf that with very few people. Um, I was fortunate enough to surf G-Land by myself and my two sons. Oh and um, Two other guys that we went over there with. Yeah, there was, there was nobody there. Um, and then at the end of you that... You guys
1: experienced something that you will never, never it experience was again? Yeah. Uh, uh, and right at the
2: end of the trip we went up and we spent um, 10 days on the boat with John McGroder and his family on the Baron Joey he used to run Indy Strader too and he actually did the Quicksilver Crossing back in the day and he owns his own boat now um, the Baron Joey he's been raising his family His two boys out there and, and he's um, a partner in IPD and he's a partner in IPD he's actually that's an investor in IPD yeah. and so um, it so was me he's around the boat so, <laughs> so we got to spend uh, it was their first trip out it was just a family trip our family and his and, and um I think it was the first trip they'd gone on on the boat in I think a year and a half because no, nobody's out there yeah and so it was um, it was pretty uncrowded which is nice I pulled up a surf I mean, hey I pulled up can to. can you uh, imagine? I, we I up, imagine we pulled up we pulled up some macaronis and I saw a bunch of guys from <laughs> Surfside Sports I'm like oh on the other side of the world yeah <laughs> yeah Nick and, you know, and Brad and wow. PJ and those guys yeah
1: last year or July
3: yeah
2: dude sons of bitches yeah <laughs> yeah so that's, it was cool that's why we that's why we work yeah, it, was, yeah, it was it, it so was long yeah it was neat but um, and it was so, good, and it was a good time too for my family to, when I was here it was a good time for my family to be over there because I could just focus on this a hundred percent yeah you know and then you know after you know we launched in June and um, and uh, been on the ground ever since just pedal to the metal yeah it's awesome well
0: I know you guys are working nine to five in five to 12 and 12 to six or 24 hours a day. It feels like seven it. days a week. Uh, any trips planned or, you know? No, just work? No, I don't have any I got, trips I right. got nothing. I've, no.
2: I've, 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 I have nothing. South side? South side. Purely for the first time Other side of the river? For the first time in like 25 years, I don't have any trip on the on the horizon right now. It's just 100% just, do, just grinding this thing and, and making sure that uh, we're doing the right things here. And um, surf trips will be there eventually
1: yeah
0: they
2: will just as long as the body stays in yeah oh yeah, it's yeah. in tip top shape yeah <laughs> I'm hurting yeah <laughs> thanks boys yeah dude thank this you this has been incredible I'm yeah. stoked well, yeah, yeah you know you. what we know and uh yeah congrats on IPD and, and thank you and thank taking you. it to the next level thank thanks. you thank uh, you for having us you guys yeah. and uh Thanks to everyone that supported our, our little brand right now as we're as we're trying to do some neat stuff and thanks to our entire team at uh, at IPD, super appreciative of uh, of everybody and and uh, happy to spend this time with you guys. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Well, we're stoked to see another brand come up and you know help bring the register. And, you know, we all come from from surf shops pretty much, and you know this is our livelihoods yep. and the more people that help support it, the better. Sure. Right? Woohoo. 100% agree. Yeah. Well, dude, amazing. Maybe uh, go for a second sesh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, thanks, guys. Yeah, oh, thanks. thanks. Thanks, Jay. Yeah. Thanks Super awesome. Peace out. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii.
1: Five in Southern California, bonsai bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website,
0: southwest.com for all your party pack and catering needs. You can also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients, no sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times, Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen.